0: The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of
2: McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go! I participating in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
3: Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin.
2: Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast.
5: Perfect, perfect, perfect. What's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, Tony Dunn, a.k.a. The Professor. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. We're coming off of another loss, a yucky yucky poo loss where the third quarter continues to be. I don't even know what it It continues to be a bugaboo, Like we got to find some name for the third quarter. It's like a crazy, scary animal in the woods and I hate it. We lead every time. But, damn, we lose. We lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. Anyway, um, I'm here with my boy, Cody Lashney, my co-host, my partner. I'm trying to get excited. I'm trying to get hyped. Tonight's show is the Brady Bunch, and the Brady Bunch is a bunch of bums on the offensive line, my friend. Yeah. Bless so, you. Listen,
6: we're coming off of, uh, you know, a very disappointing – loss against the philadelphia eagles we've had some time to let it sit to be with our emotions to really observe Mm, what we feel this football team to be and listen man we all feel some type of way about it and that's what tuesday nights are for and you know there's nowhere i'd rather be on a tuesday night than right here talking the carolina panthers chilling with my dogs on the c3 podcast and as always we're going to do it with the most lit fans in all of YouTube. You already know them and love them. It's Tan Tizi, ATX19, Jorge Marcelo, Panthers1981, Sideshow Rob, Tim Estes, Triple J, JJJ, Tony Dunn. and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. I ain't doing your
5: laundry, fools. <laughs> but that guy yeah. might be my brother. Uh, CK has your um has it gotten worse or better since the post game? So I was trying to think about should I be just dis- more disappointed, more high? You know, like after forty eight I mean, hours, are you up or the, down
4: even more from where you were? Like I, I think there's only one way to go from here, right? It's going up because like we were so bottom of the level, lo- like bottom of the barrel after that game Sunday because it just. It hurt worse than it hurt hurt worse than a blowout did, you know, because it was like, we had it, we had that game. It was ours and just every possible thing that could go wrong did. And that's, that's tough to experience, but you guys got to keep in mind. The reason I say it's going to get better is we are going to get Christian McCaffrey back, hopefully, and remaining healthy the entire season. Uh, We are going to get Stefan Gilmore into the lineup here in a couple of weeks. Like it's, there are pieces coming to make our team better. The one piece that we need is offensive line. And I don't know that help is on the horizon here, but we'll, we'll still be able to battle it out. And I'm just hoping that this team can find a way to put it together. I'm hoping this offensive line finds a way to mesh because I I, I mentioned it before I got off the post game. We have a murderer's row of, of teams that we have to face on the back half of the season. And this type of gameplay is not going to give give us any shot at the playoff. Greg,
5: a.k.a. the Bat Daddy, uh, feelings, emotions trending up or down since Sunday? Uh,
0: I'm trying to keep the ship steady, to be honest with you. I'm I'm feeling kind (laughs) of down, but uh, I'm trying to look optimistically about it. And, you know, tonight I know that a lot of people are going to call or have something to say about Sam Darnold and, and I get it. He's made some mistakes. But, uh, you know, they can throw all these emotional jabs they want to at me. I'm going to hit them with some statistical haymakers. Because whether you like it or not, Sam Darnold is still, after this week, a top 10 quarterback.
3: Ooh. So.
5: Tonight's show is the Brady Bunch. Uh, you can be a part of it by a participating in the chat room, which my boy gave the shouts out to everybody. And uh, you can call into the show at 252-252. Two two eight fifty ninety eight. 98 that's 252 two two two28 fifty 98 smash thumbs up be a part of our community Cody I gotta say my my personal opinion is trending down trending oh. down okay yeah like I mean okay. like I mean we're trying to bolster everybody's feelings we're trying to make us all feel good I yeah. I don't want to be a a uh, signaler of panic, either. You know, what I'm saying I don't want to be the person that's like, oh my god, we're gonna die, we're gonna die.
6: Embrace your energy, baby. It's okay.
5: The sky's
0: not
6: yeah.
5: falling. That's right. Not about this. It's um, I just don't know if look, the problems are the problems. The problems are the problems, and the problem is the offensive line, and yes, is look. You guys, everybody, look. Everybody shits on me in the post game, bro. And then two days later, they'd be calling back up and then going, "You know what? You were right, homie." Nobody's because done that. Everybody <laughs> does that. Everybody. Nobody. Sam Donald, done <laughs> look. Sam Donald had a bad, bad game. Right. Bad, bad game. He did. And it is. I'm not trying to excuse him. But I don't think. Look, I think his game was a bad game. I think the offensive line, which had a just as bad or worse game, that's their game. That's their game every week. That's the problem is, look, is Sam Darnold had a bad week, like where you're like, oh my God, missing thing, not doing his part. I believe in two weeks, he could have a great game, I think what we saw from this offensive line is their game. That's Uh, where I'm trending down on. Like, I mean, I don't think I don't think it can be fixed that much. It might be improved by like, like a little skinny bit. But it ain't going to be great anytime soon, bro.
6: I mean, listen, it depends on, on what we're talking about. I feel like for a lot of Panther fans, And look, y'all know y'all can trust me to keep it a buck with you and be honest, right? We're all fighting this feeling. Yeah, that's what you come here for, man. (laughs) Cody spits these honest bars at you, and you're going to take them like medicine. But at the end of the day, (laughs) they're healing words, baby. They're healing words. And listen, right now, all of Panther Nation is having to wrestle with this feeling. Are we a fraud? Were we buying into the hype? Did we purchase Mm. the snake oil? Did yeah. did we did we fall for another third year in a row of a Panthers gotcha where we start the season on fire only to turn around and shit the bed, Tony Don? That's what we're wondering about this football team. And listen, no. one of the things that we know is that this offensive line has not been good. It was not good against Dallas. It was not good this past Sunday against philadelphia and sam donald and sam donald has his worst had his worst performance and listen no one's gonna say that sam i mean you know greg wants to have some words about sam and i look forward to hearing what that is but another part of this is it's really hard to play the quarterback position at a high level when you have no protection and when you're afraid of the blitz, and when things are just going terrible, it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're all being confronted with, man, if if this is the best our offensive line can be, then it's not a playoff team. We're, I, we're not the best our offensive be
5: line could be was maybe week one. I don't know what the best it was. Our offensive line is worse than last year. It is. So I came on this podcast last year and said this is the last year. I said the offensive line is, it's bad, but it's not the worst I've ever seen. Like, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it was somewhat our mediocre bad. This offensive line this year has played tremendously worse.
6: Yeah. And our, and our coaches are are not about to change it anytime soon. It's Uh, not
5: about changing. Like, what you can't do nothing like that. Like, you're gonna sub in one chicken, but but like one spoiled ass piece. We don't even want
6: to try Deontay Brown Mm -hmm. to put him out on the field again. Here we go again. We're having the same exact conversation week in and week out. And you know what? Before we go into the Giants game, we'll probably be having the same conversation. Then, oh, what are we gonna do to fix the old line? Now there's rumors that potentially Mitchell Schwartz from the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh no, no, because no! Because they have depth that you know the Panthers might trade. No, he's not playing. He's
5: like just he's hanging out with his girlfriend. Uh, CK, I'm going to ask you a tough question right here. All right, do it. You're going to be the mediator of this tough question. All right. I think Taylor Moten is hot take. Here, here comes hot take Tony. I think Taylor Moten has been our best left tackle in
4: like three years. Yeah, I I, I agree. And that thing is, is like even he if you wasn't at,
5: even good. And yeah, he was he was, he was have,
4: average. If you look at PFF, he had seventy two. <laughs> he was still our best offensive lineman. Everybody else. Was literally like PFF them They were and awful, and he they was graded like, them as was... third stringers. Like that's what it is. That's the problem. Like... And his
5: first game he ever played, based not ever played, but played started. He comes out there and he's like the most competent live dude i mean oh
6: yeah i know here's SDK the problem his Cody. head to explode the thought with that
4: is like if he can get better great but a 92 rated uh taylor moten on the right is way better than a 72 rated taylor on great. the left and a 42 uh, christensen mm. on the right good point You know, that's the part that we need to figure out. If we don't have a replacement for Taylor, which right now, Christian uh, Christensen is not showing that yet, which again, he is a rookie. That was his first game playing in that position that he's out of position already. I think personally, you need to bring Moten back to the right and keep uh, and try to put Brady out on the left, because I think that makes way more sense. But uh, yes, you're right. He is the best. He was the best offensive lineman that he wasn't even good in a while. And and
5: I don't want Cody's head to blow up too much here. I don't, but we got (laughs) to give my man credit over there. We got to give him credit for this is that I don't even think that, um, put Moten on the left permanently is the best idea. I'm 100 with CK here. Keep him on the right. Do this. But where Cody has been 100, right? Is that like if this was what it was going to be at this point, we should have at least given him some time to practice at that position. Yeah. So the idea that this is why I was like anybody who's trying to shit on Taylor Moten's and what he did at left tackle this week, I say F you guys because the guy had to go in there at the last possible second and become the left tackle. With the most limited time of ever practicing left tackle, and like Cody said, inevitably this is where we're at. So you should have just... Anyway, Cody, I, can I just say here is same, your stage, sir?
6: But I just want to say the same thing that you just said, Tony, is also true of Brady Christensen. I, I genuinely believe that Brady Christensen is good enough, athletic enough. And, and and young enough to be able to pick up all the proper technique necessary to play right tackle full time. But wh- that's why I wanted to do this before the season even started so that these growing pains could have happened against, say, the Jets instead of the Philadelphia Eagles or, in or just practice. The Dallas Cowboys. How about that? Maybe the grown
5: planes just come in training camp.
6: They need repetition instead of trying them at a
5: guard, trying this and this stupid. And that's why I'm with CK. Is keep moting on the right, and maybe put. Maybe we should be trying Christensen at left
4: tackle. And I'm fine with that. I think we need to try. I think every week until you've got it, you need to be trying different positions. Like. you, that's what we did in 2015. Weeks ago. We did that Three in 2015 ago, and 2014 as well. We did that in 2014 uh as well. Like if you look at that, the like the amount of starting offensive line, like the the starting lineup was like 60 different lineup p- combinations we tried. And guess mm-hmm. what? In 2015, we had a pretty damn good offensive line with the help of obviously Michael Orr. But still, like we were still deal- we were still in a pretty good position. And I think you need to t- test these guys out then you need to see what's going to be your best combination. Right now, our, our guards are absolute garbage. Go- Daily, I, I, I thought he would be a solid stand-in. He is garbage. He, like, I, I I don't know if you guys watched his, like, how much of his, how many times pressure came through and how many times he didn't even touch the fucking defender. Like, that's a problem. And that can be, sure, that can be coached out of him, but, like, th- this guy's been playing long enough to know that that's not something you do, right? So we need... I I do agree that Brady needs to be in there. I do agree agree that Deontay Brown needs to be in there, but I also agree that they should probably play their most comfortable position. And that is Brady over on the left side. All
5: right, let's go to the stat daddy. Who's here to tell us how, what are you, what are you, what are your thoughts two days later? And then we're going into our show that we've organized, but tell us stat daddy, are we right? Are we wrong? Is this offensive line, atrocious. Yes it is.
0: Oh, of course it is. Y'all are absolutely right about that. There's no question at all. You got to back up Cody been saying it for a while and you know we've all recognized the offensive line's been bad. Um I, I do want to touch on the 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 moving people around until we find the right combo. I don't think it works really that well with offensive line. Like I get it. We did it in 2015, but has it worked any other time? I mean like if right. anything else you did, you did it one that it worked one out of 10 times, would you continue to do it? I don't know if I, we've I ever think, tried think, Well, well, I mean, that's kind of what we said we've been doing, though. Is just moving, moving pieces around. I think that when pieces then they can gel together, they do a whole lot better. The problem is we just don't have any talent. I think that's,
5: that's the bottom line. We don't have talented players now.
0: now I, I, I we're watch talking. them get bull rushed. Now we're I feel like, like was, moving
5: around parts. Yeah, I All feel right, like so if there was a six hundred pounds, you can't rock. make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Right,
0: right. I, I think that's honestly our our biggest thing. It's not a matter of. Uh, you know,
5: the right
4: people. The like, right if you move the left guard and the right
5: guard over, they still suck a dick. Mm-hmm. But the problem way.
4: here is like the, 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 to play devil's advocate here is the pieces that they did move. They moved them into the complete opposite direction. They should have been Yeah, like That's Brady. Are, all right. Like, is, even though Cody, Cody has known that uh, he, like I know that his mindset is like, he believed this was going to happen because of the way that the coaching staff and they did. treated it earlier in the, in the off season. Right. He, he knew that and that was coming. Did. But I also think that Cody can probably agree that that was a stupid decision to put Moten on left tackle and Brady on right tackle when Brady has mainly played left his entire career and Moten has only played ever played right tackle his entire career, college, and high school.
6: My honest uh, assessment is I think that both could do both. And I know that's not the answer that people might want right. to hear, but I think if, if given enough time, And Taylor Moten knew that he had to dedicate himself to playing a left tackle. I've seen other tackles make that transition before. People said, yeah, it's like doing, you know, writing uh, if you're right handed, then going to write with your left hand. People made that comparison. I understand. I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. I think Taylor Moten could do it. To the opposite effect, though, I also think that it's dumb as hell that our coaches have this dumb thing about arm length. And I do think that Brady Christensen at some point should have been given a shot to at least compete at his natural position at left tackle. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a mistake to play them at those two different spots real quick. Can I just tell you what my biggest fear going forward is? And and I've been consistent in saying it is that our coaches are too bullheaded that they have too much of an ego that even if they did have more than chicken shit to make chicken salad with, that we wouldn't know it because they're burying them behind worse players. And to me, if right. that's the scenario, that does not. <laughs> you, speak do you very believe that's a
5: coach? Do you really believe that's? I'm not
6: gonna lie, Tony. I really kind of. You're do starting at this to get point. that. You're getting. You want me? Me? Can I play you this clip of uh All right, let's of go. Uh, uh, of Matt Rule? Yeah, let me. So this is Matt Rule. First, this is Matt Rule. Uh, being uh, asked a question about Deontay Brown, and well, I will just let you hear it. Hear it for yourself.
2: He was active for the first time in this game. Um, you know, he, he's doing a good job. He's lost a bunch of weight. He's in, in uh, 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 you know, he's in much better shape than he was when we first got him. I think you know, he was in the three fifty-five range, maybe even three sixty at one point. Um, you know, he's down in that 335 range, so he's he's getting better and better. And um, you know, he's a guy that'll continue to compete to get on the field.
0: He also that likes the man, color red and drives a Prius and, and you know his favorite vacation spot.
6: <laughs> that man didn't say a single fucking thing about Deontay Brown. It was a, oh, he lost some weight and he's continuing to compete to get himself into the line. What does that mean, Matt? Either tell me that he's not far enough along to actually play the position and you don't yet trust him there or 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 or, or play him. But that you're not answering any questions right. about Deontay Brown at a moment in time when this Panthers offensive interior line is some of the worst that we have ever seen. And that's the only answer that he can give about Deontay Brown when everyone And Panther Nation has been screaming, wanting to see this young man. It's answers like that that really annoy the fuck out of me, Tony. He finds ways to say a bunch without saying anything at all. And if we're giving credit, I'm giving credit to the Bat Daddy. Bat Daddy has been saying that for a long time on the show. And it's just kind of starting to annoy me, man. Uh, He also got into a, a... I can play that clip as well if you want. Matt rule got into more hot water about basically putting all of the blame pretty much on our defense in spite of our offensive performance. Would you like to hear that clip as well?
5: Yeah.
6: Oh, yeah. Roll it.
3: Let's
6: do it. Oh, good old Matt rule. Or rat
5: mule. Rat Rat mule. mule.
6: (laughs) So this is what you had to say in reference to our offense and our defense.
2: Yeah, like, hey, the you know, defense played well. And, you know, it's two weeks in a row now. The defense had a chance to stop the opponent, and get the ball back, uh, go down and score, and we uh, weren't able to do it defensively. So, but really, a really, a, just a, a disappointing day. You know, I, I know a lot of questions are going to be about the offense. The so. defense.
5: <laughs> so when we come down to it. Um, I don't know. You know, his, look, his, um, I, I feel like this is what, that's the same thing Ron Rivera did here. You know, he almost knows his offense at this moment. Robbie Anderson slant, mad on the sideline. Mm-hmm. The offensive line sucks. At, you know what? Uh, Darnold had a bad day. People are now talking about, is Brady any good? We can't score in the third quarter. This and that. I I feel like maybe Matt Rule knows that um his offense is tender-headed. You know, he can't run the brush through that girl's hair that hard. If you got girls, you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. or long hair. What well, you got like yeah, like if you like there's some people that be crying and stuff because you're running the brush through the hair, they're tender-headed. He knows that his offense is tender-headed right now. And his defense is some blistered ass, and he has got some calluses on their hands. They motherfucker, you know, they know what they're doing. He knows that Phil Snow ain't gonna go home crying after he said right. that, right, right. I mean, he threw now, the problem though is. Is that it's just blatantly not right to no, say that. Not at and all. Because the defense scored a safety. They should, like, our biggest criticisms about the defense are this is that they didn't get a touchdown. Instead, they got a safety. Mm-hmm. Oh, assholes. <sighs> right. Uh, but, uh, oh, wait. You threw an interception on the 29 yard line in the first five minutes of game or whatever it was. Then, uh, we actually did get bailed out. We got bailed out, and it was a good call, I guess. If like if you they, they threw the interference flag on the very thing, like this could have been a 10 10 game while we were up 10 3. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it wasn't just like um our defense just knocked these mugs out of the park, but our offense straight sucked. They turned mm-hmm. the ball over in the beginning. Yep. You know, like they put the defense in some tough situations. And going into that third quarter again, I felt like defense played very strong. Yep. The offense, eh, yeah, maybe. But, like, you don't throw the defense yeah. on the bus at And that's point. what everyone thinks. It's doing. like the worst problem is not the defense, God By damn it. a
4: large margin, by the way. <laughs> it's, like, like it's, not even close. By, yeah. by like, listen, there's – if anybody were to watch that game – like, here's the thing that's interesting is a lot of people were talking about how if we didn't allow that punt block to happen or – and honestly, if you watch that punt block, there's a lot – like, that dude got so lucky – Like, that's, like, it just felt like everything was falling against the Carolina Panthers. And even if we had punted that away, held them off, and was able to come away with the win, do you think our attitudes are any different than they are right now? Nope. The
5: offense blew it, man. Yeah. And, And look, it wasn't just the offensive line. Yes, the offensive line sucked. But Sammy, Sammy D missed a lot of, uh, like, maybe mm-hmm. four or five passes that I could point out to you on the tape right away that was like, nope. Like, they were there. He didn't get them. And that's not even me trying to be the cool guy where he's like, I like, he could have thrown that one or this one. Like, he threw it wide there. He threw it, you know, he could have thrown more. Like, I'm just talking about the ones he straight missed on, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, he missed, and like he had his worst day. The offensive <laughs> line had their worst day. Mm-hmm. The special teams had their worst day. Yep. And
6: yet, you Matt really to tell, tell to me that the defense took a hot a shit on on at the defense? end. Right. Well, when he he makes that
0: comment, he says they had a chance to stop him and get the ball back. Well, I could have seen plenty of times the offense had a chance to score and they didn't do it. You You
4: want to know what I would say if I were Matt Rule going into the half? We got a safety. The offense got the ball back. We had an opportunity to flip that score an extra nine points and Mm -hmm. not even let them come back. Like we let them come back and get a field goal at the end of that half. Keep that Mm -hmm. in mind because we gave the ball back to our offense. And they went three and out and punted it right back to the Eagles, right? Yep. There's only so much that can happen in that. Like a lot of people were mad that they they weren't able to get that that touchdown. If if our offense was even ma- like partially competent, then we would have actually been better off getting that and getting a touchdown before half instead of giving them the ball back or letting them drive down. So like it would have been better had they actually been able to do anything, and especially with the short field. You guys keep in mind free kicks from a safety give us a pretty decent field position, Mm -hmm. and we still couldn't do shit with it. So, absolutely. Like, if I'm Matt Rule, I'm talking about how that happened instead of just talking about how the defense could have stopped the offense. Yeah, the defense did stop the offense, but the offense that we have couldn't give the defense a a fucking break. Mm -hmm.
0: The problem is we play too different whenever we're ahead and whenever we're behind. Like, whenever we're behind or the game is really close, we play in a hurry-up offense, and we play a lot better because – it doesn't give the defense as much time to rest. It doesn't give them time to change people out. It's the way most teams play the game now. We get ahead by seven, nine points, and we start to play like we're ahead by 21. And, and then we never get ahead by 21. And when we, I mean, it just, it's I know. The time, defect, outs, man.
5: the time management, it's the pace, it's all infuriating. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast. The number is 252. 252- that's 252-228-5098 you can leave a message be a part of the show we'll play it live in just a few minutes subscribe smash the thumbs up button uh cody the i guess the storyline right now let's like get finally 30 minutes into the show now we execute the plan like we're the opposite of the Carolina Panthers. Our third <laughs> quarter is the best, bro. Yeah, uh, John, dude. John Gruden is in trouble. Chucky. <laughs> Chucky resigned. The news breaks. I don't know. How do you want to introduce this? For me, is the reason I put in this, uh, the name of the show, The Brady Bunch, and I am working on a thumbnail because I was watching all these videos on YouTube about how your thumbnail needs to be better than your content basically. So I'm working on the Brady Bunch. I was working on it. Like I said, I had to restart my computer out of stupid things. Anyway, I got this cool Brady Bunch thumbnail I'm working on where I'm going to put all the offensive linemen. I got little Joe Brady up in there. You know what I'm saying? All this cool stuff. But the reason I put this up is um, John Gruden's fire or resigns and like kind of a 48 hour fashion ed ogeron um the lsu co- uh, coach that we know from the great picture of him with his like 20 year old girlfriend he's the head coach that won wins the national championship just two years ago right three years ago tops um he's likely on the hot seat now joe Brady. Uh, his name is kind of linked to both of these storylines for various reasons. Um, Grooting Chucky, I don't know how you want to handle this conversation. Is this about <laughs> Joe Brady on this podcast? Is it about John Gruden and uh,
4: AOL
6: emails? I think it's important we know. talk about both. So, 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 right now, Joe Brady is one of the odds on favorites. No, like he's at like my what? what
5: job. The Raiders, is he more he's, at, of a he's at
6: minus 750 or something like so that. Insane. And really, this has gotten, gotten me thinking, you, it, it's, it's gotten me thinking even more about Joe Brady. And what did I say about this football team before the season started? That everyone had a shitload to prove, right? And even Joe Brady, like going back and thinking about it, my man had one season and he wasn't even the full time offensive coordinator. He was third down in red zone. That's what Joe Brady's job that year for the LSU. Now he's speaking
5: our language, Greg. Now he's
6: the entire picture, right? That yes. Was it one of the best offensive seasons that a football team has ever produced? Yes. But did they also have uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Terrace Marshall Jr., Clyde's Edward Hilaire, and a bunch of other premium players on that football team? Yeah, That's they did. <laughs> and you know what? This entire time, you're right, Tony. I've given Joe Brady the, a, a large uh portion of the credit for orchestrating that LSU football team. But it's 2021. He is no longer a coordinator for the LSU Tigers. He is the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. And when your offensive line is struggling as much as it is, it is more than fair for all of us to sit here and say that we have been underwhelmed by his play calling, especially in that third quarter, man. He continues to lay an egg, get very conventional, run a lot of uh, running plays right up the A&B gap. It just doesn't make a lot of sense that the man continues to be a name that is still apparently coveted very highly, man. You have heard his name already and again when I say it floated I'm talking about on Twitter and just people in the media in general bringing up names Length, that might be linked
5: yeah His name and, has and, been linked let it look sure. it's like I mean we don't know we're not in anywhere close to the point of these names f- like being interviewed real and, right you know, yeah yeah but the the names immediately come up by people that aren't us yeah How about that. Um, let me let me say this about Brady is that, um, y'all, the the problem or not the problem, what I've my stance with Brady has been this is that you got the people sold him immediately, they wanted him to be the next Sean McVay or whatever, like this super brilliant dude where he is more valuable than a normal offensive. Like even a average yeah. to good coordinator, like he is a extra because, piece because he had one season under Sean Payton, <clears throat> right? Like these, they want the they wanted these storylines to exist or or to be true. And you know what is? I hoped Joe Brady was going to be um some sort of guy, some sort of like a master chess player, like where they where they call the super chess players. Um, savants? Um, no, nah, yeah, are savants, but the grandmaster. Like I wanted yep. him to be a grandmaster of offense, that something of, like revolutionized the game. Sure, I would hope, and everybody would hope he was going to be that. <clears throat> but people, because they wanted him to be that, thought that it was that was the case. Like I mean, like you said, is that he had never had the full responsibility. Entirely, yeah, like we linked him to this crazy great offense in LSU, we linked him to Sean Payton, and he we want or people wanted him to be the next wonder boy Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I will give Joe Brady credit for this, as I think he has been adequate as an offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, I think he's done well as in taking over the full responsibilities like imagine what it would be like for you your first year on the job uh, in a big role that you are suited for in a way but like let's not act like we all just walk on the job and all of a sudden we revolutionize our job position or whatever I think he has been adequate and I would say better than average. Like, I don't think he's been a hindrance to us. There are some serious questions, and that is why the fuck is this third quarter so problematic? But I don't think, when I look at his play calling, I don't think this offense looks unprepared. I don't think it looks out of sorts. I don't think it like, no, I think it's been like It's a little bit of everything. It's a bad offensive line. It's at times poor execution, and at times things just ain't going right. But I'm not ready to say that Joe Brady sucks, but I'm also not ready to hire him as my head coach. Sure.
6: And I, the, the way that I like to be fair about this is I think that Sam Donald and Joe Brady would both look much better, than they currently are, if they had some semblance of protection and and good well, run blocking sure, and that and that I would and look that better interior. if I had a bigger dig. Is that that's not shit in shitting my uh, shitting one, wishing one hand, shitting the other. No, of course first.
5: But, they just don't have either. They don't have that, Cody. Look, they don't I, have a better line, so it can't be ifs and what what ifs and
6: if my aunt.
5: You tell them. We still can't get this. <laughs> if my, if aunt...
6: my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. Mm-hmm. But See? you might get canceled for saying that today. So yeah, maybe I should pull that one back. before. Who got cancel By the before way, I, Gruden got canceled. Gruden. Maybe we should yeah.
5: segue to that.
6: Yeah. Uh, you went to the, to the Gruden thing?
4: Yeah, to talk about it. Because I think we're in... Um, I, I would like to at least speak on it. Not that I am, you know... I know Uh, I can't wait to hear about this. This role model, but you know, listen, there's a couple of pieces to this. Number one, John Gruden handled this the absolute worst possible way he could have fucking handled it. Period. Okay. Yeah. I haven't even very I haven't followed a lot of it. I haven't either, yeah. So basically the, the
5: first thing I heard was this is that the there was an email that came out where he said the dude's lips were the size of tires. And then he named Brandon and Michelin was like, don't
4: be talking about us, but talk about us, please. Right, right. Um, (laughs) Basically, basically to put it into perspective, he that came out and it was it was like I said, it was insensitive. You know, I don't necessarily read that and think inherently racist on that comment. And there were people coming out to defend him. And then and then John Green didn't say
5: trope nine thousand times when you read it.
4: Right, right. I didn't I didn't personally feel that way. Was it disrespectful and just in poor taste? Absolutely. And and should a coach of like even though at that point in time he wasn't a coach, he wasn't employed by the NFL, all this stuff, period. You know, those yeah, it was ESPN at that time. Um, but the thing is his email started to be going gone through due to something that had nothing to do with this, by the way. Like this, but you know that your emails are being read. And your first response to this is, I'm not talking about it anymore. I ta- I addressed it with my team. Um, I didn't intend that in a racist manner. That not, I'm not racist at all. All this stuff. Like he said, I'm not talking about it anymore, right? Instead of saying, listen, there's going to be some shit that probably come out even more than this on these emails. And I want to be the first to get out in front of it. I want to apologize for that shit. That was 10 years ago. And I was a completely different person. We were in a different world at that point, even though not that different, but it was it was still slightly different. Um, and it wouldn't you know, have made
7: it any better.
5: It though. wouldn't
4: have, but it would have made him much and less of just, a fucking asshole. I'll tell you that much.
5: He thought there was only one. First of all, he had one email that came out. He was like, motherfucker, why did I send this shit? No, he didn't not one. Re- no. Re- no, the first email came out in the news. Like about the time, exactly. And and he was like, Oh, god, I and think about this is like, would you remember? Then all of a sudden, like 90 emails come out late, like it was like, God, mugs, they had the whole email account, and I forgot about all this crap. That it's over
6: 600 emails like that. It's over 600, so old, 50,000 emails. And by the way, if, if oh, John... not was, of his.
5: Not but, his. No, that, it, that, that we're having like, to
6: do with him that he was a part of. It was between him and the Washington football team. The Allen team. Not that that's many. What, yes, that seems yes, a bit strange. There, I mean, just said that's you haven't impossible. been following the conversation. I don't believe that. that they said that there was that hold many. On, of no. but, but hold on, Tony. Tony I can't even
5: delete no, that No, Tony, you emails. need to listen to me.
6: This is what the story was, too. If they hadn't, if he hadn't have resigned, they were going to continue to release more and more damning emails of shit that this guy had said. And this is my take on the John Gruden thing. You had to fire this guy. You absolutely had to. And let me tell you why. You're the head coach. You're the leader of men. Okay, it's your job to inspire a football team to go out there and give their all and and play in a football game where they're taking 50-plus small yeah. car crashes to their head every single time that they play. If your head coach is supposed to be your leader and you have teams in that locker room that are always thinking, well, damn, what is this motherfucker saying about me behind my back? You know, uh, Carl Nassib yeah. was, hold on, the, Carl Nassib, the guy that came out, as as gay he was on the raiders and apparently this dude is dropping f-bombs all the time too like it wasn't just in emails apparently that like, this is a part of this guy's vernacular when you're around him there was this thing around him like you were always afraid that whenever john gruden was uh, was that not was in front of you, you a, that he was a, saying something behind a your gay back
5: flirting?
6: Yeah, and all kinds of shit. Okay, not all Dude, if if you have to fire someone in that position, or else I'm that's not saying run he should I think him like resigning think... for your organization, bro. I'll, I'll, this I'll let you... is
5: a sleight of hand right now. The first of all, the six hundred and eighty-five thousand numbers ridiculous. That's like, seventeen hundred and eighty emails a day yeah if, i if don't you did it over a year delete, that's a 1700 look, email i don't do du- i have gmail mm-hmm. i don't delete like if you have a gmail account you don't have to delete your email right and like you can go back and look at the the trash emails like that every but like you get the subscribe like you're what like uh with tractor supply like so i'm gonna have nine thousand tractor supply emails in my like mm-hmm. My email might have 10,000 in it right now. I've never deleted it. Mm-hmm. 680,000 is ridiculous. Yeah. 1,700 a day to 74 like hours. So I don't <laughs> believe <laughs> that. I don't believe that at all. All hey, people can the fuck two emails, this bro. is I think this is that, uh, look, I'm not disputing what he said. Wait, I don't even care about what you guys think about it. It almost feels like this, is that these emails came out in an investigation about the Washington football team and their culture. And now John Gruden's the guy resigning. Oh, wait a second. The whole investigation was about the Washington football team, all of this. Where are they resigning most?
4: They have. That's all I'm saying
5: is this: is I don't care about John. I mean, like we can talk about what John Gruden doing. This sleight of hand, John Gruden, the sacrificial lamb here for all. Like what? Oh, he was. And who sends emails like this? Like uh, who people really, that are like, over dude, fifty like, years out of old of All now? the things like um, we we yeah, talk I'm shit older, about everybody on the internet, right? Like everybody in the chat room, right. everybody In this but like was like I feel like what was his was his email a Yahoo account was it an did he AOL messenger these motherfuckers like who emails like this back and forth about like oh it's like my grandpa which my grandpa's been dead for like 15 years but like it's like my grandpa sending nudie pictures to Mm -hmm. Bruce what was his name the guy that was the VP of Washington, you know, Allen. You know and what's they're funny? next too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
6: they're, understand that. Like I mean, I'm sorry, like on, it's on like we we're kind
5: list. of ridiculous. It's like, oh, your email. Somebody put in the chat room. They were like, maybe he should call Hillary again. <laughs> that was like that was the funniest shit I've seen. Like, but right.
4: here's here. I heard something emails. that was even funnier. I heard something that was even funnier. They said after this. You, uh, thirty-two owners called their IT department immediately. <laughs> just like, uh, yeah, sorry, like, <laughs>
5: <laughs> delete everything.
4: Purge it, purge it, purge it, bro. Yeah, purge uh, it. All of a sudden,
5: the uh, the damn Texans are are suing Google. <laughs> right, <laughs> we need to get that shit protected. Do you, re- all right? Do you really believe that this is just Gruden being this
4: crazy shithead? No, I think it's a culture sure thing. You got to keep is. in mind, like he grew up in the in like the the fucking you know this is football. It's hard fucking mm-hmm. you know work you three a days and all this bullshit. So it, it's so- ingrained in his in his personality. I feel like, and I don't necessarily think that he did it with like this intention of like I'm this whore, like I'm a racist and I'm a homophobe or all this anything. I don't know, I don't personally believe that anybody, and there are people. The majority of people are not like that. But I think you and I both know when we were in high school, when we were in middle school, like, we all said some stupid shit, every one of us, and we all went along with some stupid shit, every one of us, and, like, if we were to go back in time, we were like, yeah, that's not how I really felt, but it was, it was like, in the time everybody was talking like that, and, like, it was fun, it was just, you know, talking with the boys and all this stuff. We it's, Is it wrong? Absolutely. And should he have been absolutely fired 100%? I, I think it was very stupid. Well, to do he that. resigned. Yeah. Like, I mean, he came He's out. Yeah. And well, you know Tony, he
5: got ahead of this, but I am I just feel like it's so easy to trash on the him because we know his name. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, if we are this upset about what was happening, then we need to be talking about the people who were receiving and responding to these emails as well.
6: Yeah, you and know? they are and, there's gonna be more more repercussions for a lot of different people. That are gonna come out of this. Everybody's already talking about the Washington so. football team. It's gonna pass dude,
5: over like the look, NFL has been looking limit, for bro. a reason to no. get rid of Dan
6: Snyder for fucking ten no, years now. They have not. That's why they have all these emails. Tony, they've been looking for They're,
5: reasons to keep them. They want dude, this Bezos, dude.
6: They no. want Jeff Bezos to own an NFL no. team, this and if bad. that means finding a bunch of shit about Dan Snyder. They're already doing it, man. That's why these emails were even uncovered to begin with. Jerry so Richardson being, gave
5: his heart so that these owners could have their black hearts stay in this. You know what, what, what I'm saying, Matt? I'm telling you guys, this is not, this is, they're trying to, this, this is going to pass over. It's a, I blow agree in the, it's a fart I agree in the wind or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the analogy is, is this. John Gruden resigned. This mug won't even a coach or in the NFL at the time. He's working for ESPN. Is ESPN doing an internal investigation about their culture right now? Nope. This is John Gruden saying, I'm resigning. I was a little old for this and getting a little fat in the belly. We all saw it. Mike was the fattest. He's getting real fat on that sideline. And he said, out I'm out. This is not about them punishing the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. They could have done that earlier. The whole investigation was about the Washington football team, and now John Gruden's the guy that's getting kicked down the NFL. But, dude, he hit,
6: he hit a grand slam. he He offended... Gay people, black people, women, and he went out to <laughs> protest, too. Like, this dude made sure <laughs> that all of his fucking ba- cancel bases were 100% covered, dude. Exactly. Listen, listen mm-hmm. this would be my last thing I'll say about it. I really don't give too much of a fuck about him, to be honest. I, I think that it, uh, if if you heard Keyshawn Johnson ever talk about him, that dude has been saying for years that Wait, he thinks he said John Gruden is, pho- is a phony and a fraud and a piece of shit. So I really don't feel bad for Gruden. Um, You know, but the reason we brought it up is to connect it to the Joe Brady talk. And I, I just, you know, I, I think that John Gruden uh, is done uh, for his career. No matter what you think oh, about totally, it, that, that's totally. 100% John Gruden yep. is never coming back. And uh, does it open up some opportunities for Joe Brady, I would say, uh, no, I don't think he's ready for that, right? But we're again, all man, crazy, all right, crazy, hold on, we're gonna get to the Joe Brady thing.
5: The yeah. last thing I want to say about um Gruden is for the Keyshawn joint, in the fraud is it is interesting that the his Super Bowl ring he left his team in Oakland or what What were they? The LA Raiders, the Oakland Raiders, whatever they were at the time. He, le- it was like, he left the Raiders, then went and took over the Buccaneers, uh, yeah. played the, yeah, played the Raiders. And it felt like it happened in like the middle of the season too. It was like so strange. It was like the weirdest, but like, then he played his old team. He took over Tony Dungy's team So it's not like John Gruden raised the Buccaneers franchise. Didn't he play in the Super Bowl? uh, Yeah, yeah, they played played each other. Like I mean, it was like like John Gruden went and coached the Super team. Like the Mm -hmm. team was already built. Was awesome. Like it was already there. Like he left the Raiders. I think they traded for. I was gonna say I think he was
0: traded. Yeah, he was a coach that got traded that year. Weird.
5: Yeah, it was just so weird, but it wasn't like Gruden built the franchise up from scratch. Like, oh. Did you guys see where yeah. he,
4: he was removed from the Bucks Ring of Honor? I did hear that. Do you think
6: that that's a little you know, wooden sap is trending because he's had all these different charges of domestic violence and right. prostitution yeah. oh. and sexual and the assault? Thing? Do you remember? And he still the in the ring of honor
5: for, for the girls at the NFL at that he worked at nfl network yeah and he bought them like all vibrate and he's like here i bought you a gift and it was like a vibrator
6: dude everybody's hypocrites when it benefits them man mm-hmm. yeah and, and, but listen before we go any further uh listen ck you already know this man our, our chat room has a very specific kind of fetish and uh you know we, we aim to please over here at the c3 podcast so uh why don't you uh, give them them smooth wind pipes you got, brother? Subscriber shame, mother. Okay. <laughs> he brought something different this
5: week. One hundred
6: and seven <laughs> oh, yeah. people watching. Seven or er, fifty-one people have hit the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up button, man. If you love what we're saying, if you hate what we're saying, hit the thumbs down, man. Just interact with the podcast man we uh we're continuing to pump out this panther content we hope you enjoy it hit the like and subscribe hit the notification bell for every single time we go live hey man sometimes we gotta spread
5: that it's free it's free free. thumbs up button uh comment subscribe we've been uh crushing subscribers at least for in my mind I try not to look at other people's channels I try not to look at like uh, crazy YouTube, you know, is this, is that we just each and every week for the last nine years, nine years, I think 2013 every Tuesday night, get up here and chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions. We're trying to build a community of friends and people. And you know what is half the people in this chat room and on this podcast have barely met in person. Uh, but they are some of my best friends. We're building that community every Tuesday night. Um, Cody, what else do we got to talk about before we get in the cat calls? Don't worry. You can be a part of the show. You can smash the thumbs up button. It's free. Again, I shame you. Um, you can call in at 252-228-5098. You can check us out on iTunes. Tune in, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast the day after syndicate that what else is there to talk about i feel like joe brady oh we didn't mention this is that his name we were talking about the gruden joint but ed ogeron uh on the hot seat uh just because he's kind of like uh he's like the water boy he's like the guy from water boy you know, like he's got that, rap, that voice where you can't, like, you barely understand what he's saying. Yeah. Go time.
8: Go uh, time.
5: I like, I eat crawfish heads for breakfast. That type uh, of you thing. You know
9: my mom made the crawfish head too fast last night. It was,
5: it was actually pretty good.
9: I really liked it. It was actually like It was pretty good. Go time.
5: <laughs> exactly. That's the exact thing. So he is under. Fire and duress because he uh, had a great season. I mean, I, he only won a national championship with this team just three years ago. So I mean, gosh, the hot seat is here. Um, but the but every week people are want to fire him. Number one, number two, they're losing. Number three, he said like uh, I was really surprised. I was really surprised about their run attack and then everybody got on him because the only thing the opponent does when they play kentucky and they're like an only a run team so it's like i was surprised about that right like what do you, what what do you mean you're surprised like that's all you well, saw
6: coming in we thought they were going to run the football they really <laughs> tried to make sure they didn't run the football but the <laughs> football
5: Exactly. <laughs> so now Joe Brady's name, because he was with the LSU team, and obviously their offensive coordinator, passing attack, whatever person. Um. So Joe Brady's name, the red. We talked about Gruden. Link there, LSU. Joe Brady sucks in the third quarter. Is he gonna be our offensive coordinator? Do you want him to leave? <coughs> <coughs> and does it really matter? <laughs>
6: I mean, uh listen, again, I'm not I'm not ready to uh, I'm not ready to to ship any of these guys off yet. Like I know everybody's ready to be done with Sam Darnold and throw him in the trash and move on. And Joe Brady, too. And I have my meaningful criticisms of him as well. But, again, I want them to have the rest of the season, a full 17-game season, to see what they can do. And then at the end of this year, yeah, I'm not not opposed to moving on from everybody if that's what needs to happen. Now, will that happen? No. We all know better than that. But, I mean, Joe Brady has essentially the rest of this year – to prove that he can mount an offense that is effective. And it's tough to do when you have no pass protection. Sam has no time to throw the football. I think there have been some times, especially throughout five weeks now, that he has called some good plays. Uh, We just have to continue to find that Uh rhythm. And it's easy to hold a magnifying glass over all the bad things when things are going bad. And, yeah, they're going bad. But I would preach a little bit of patience Um, If I'm Joe Brady, uh, to me, going back to LSU, that's a step backward. Why do you want to be a recruiter and always have to get phone calls about, oh, this such-and-such student didn't show up for class, or, oh, such-and-such, their grades are slipping, or whatever? No, now you get to be in a professional space where you get to be around professional football players. and, And, I mean, anything other than what he's doing now, If it's not a head coaching position, it's a step backward. So right now, he's in a good spot, man. You're young, stay here, hone your craft, get better, and then figure this shit out. But right now, he doesn't need to be in conversation for anything other than being the offensive coordinator of the Panthers this week against Minnesota. 100%
0: Hundred percent agree with you right there, man. Uh he, he hasn't done anything to make me want to get rid of him, but he also hasn't done anything to make me brag about him. Yep. You know, the, the guy's just he he's been middle of the road the whole time, had some, some impressive stuff, some really not impressive stuff. There are things I want to see him work on. But there is one thing for sure. Like you said, Cody, he damn sure has not done anything to qualify him being a head coach. There are a ton of guys that should be a head coach ahead of him. Not saying he can't do it one day, but he ain't there yet.
5: Sure. I don't think he's close. What's the bigger um, stretch or surprise is that if he was the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders next year or the head coach of the LSU Tigers. When I say stretch or surprise, not what do you expect to happen, but like what, what position, if he was to get either of those positions, which of the two does he most deserve I guess is the way I'm saying it. It's like, which one would you, if you you could magically put him in the right position, and those were the only two options, which one is d one? Would he be a better head coach in the NFL or better college head coach at LSU?
6: Neither of them, man. Like, dude, doesn't I, prove it, anything. If I was a fan of LSU, well, then why's his name? Uh, with all of Raiders... this, every
5: time he had five head coaching interviews, because, on because he
0: won a national title in a year they broke a record for a high-powered offense. Had he had Pretty he been hit. on any other team, any other team that year, you would not know his name. Had they had a different quarterback that year, you would not know his name. That's all there is to it. Joe, he, 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 dad, he wrote a really good thing, team.
4: He was the passing game coordinator. I Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that's the funny thing about it. Like we were all, I was even ecstatic when he came, because I think not only did the media, but I think everybody that, you know, even the the LSU Tigers overplayed what Brady did for them. Like he was an offensive coordinator. Like he wasn't the coordinator. He was the passing game coordinator. He had never, he basically skipped about 17 different job positions. And got an offensive coordinator like he, he should have. Had, he missed, like, he basically got accelerated very quick. And we can, and, and everybody in the chat has said this multiple times we can give uh, Joe Burrow a big high five for doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: so, <laughs> so I heard uh, uh, my boy Clip Brock, you can listen to him on Pirate Radio 1250 927 in Greenville. Um, he's a Redskins fan. And they're they've been talking about the Gruden stuff, the Washington. He's you know all this. Or I said Redskins fan. He's a Washington football team fan, <clears throat> and he let la- he hates the what's the guy the Bruce what from Bruce, Bruce Arians? something? No, Washington football team. The guy that's with the Gruden mess. Bruce MVP, Allen? Allen. Bruce Allen and what they they say about him is that he was born on third base so uh, like he was already in an advanced position ready to score the whole and so that they say he was born on third base and lived on third base like he don't <laughs> like so he's born in a great spot but he was never a just, advanced.
6: child Never had to work. Kind of like I mean, he's
5: been 19 years in the NFL as a VP, ain't done shit. Yeah, hasn't done. And the idea that what you guys are saying is kind of Brady was born on second base. You know, like a little too quick. Yeah. Again, my question is this: Is which one would be the overshoot if he was announced as the head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders next year? or the LSU Tigers, which one would you be more like is the overshoot?
4: The Raiders, obviously. The Raiders,
6: yeah, just because it's a professional football team. At least him being 31, 32, you can kind of see him coaching younger college athletes. Again, just I wouldn't want to do that, man. People don't realize I think
5: coaching in the NFL would be easier than coaching college. I disagree. And some swear. facets,
6: yeah, I agree with you, Tony. Just because you have to deal with a lot of bullshit. One, you're always recruiting. Part of being a right, coach, it's all about the recruit game and, and how good is
5: your school at the recruit game. Well, 100%, is that we're talking so- about the Carolina Panthers not being a great free agent destination right? That is the, it's like, oh, people don't want to come here because their car dealership ads don't pay as much. And then Cody's over there going, we got the best schools. We got a great, Charlotte's a great place to live.
6: This type of stuff. (laughs) That's
5: all you got to worry about. But if we're trying to do a school versus school,
6: you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you have to recruit, man. You have to recruit. You have to out-recruit SEC You don't recruit
5: teams. the NFL. You
6: have to recruit. SC- no, but I'm saying in college. That's right. you I, agree. Head- I agree yeah. with you. I think If you're the head coach, like uh, someone made this point, and I forget who it was in context to, like, the difference between Urban Meyer and Matt Rule. When you're the head coach at Ohio State, you are always in the living room of some high school prospect trying to convince them to come to Ohio State. Whereas, yeah, Matt Rule had to do that kind of stuff, but never to the level of like a Power Five program like an Ohio State. And like, well, he Brady was always let... selling his
5: personality and, in true, those living but, rooms, right? Like, he yeah. doesn't, that, that's not a burden you have. And Joe Brady bank.
6: has none of that to stand on yet.
5: And uh, yeah, well, right. You're right is that I think it would be easier for him to just mentally try to dominate the NFL than it would be all right, so uh, Urban Meyer in all the trouble, another coach in trouble for all this crap, you know whatever. but what the thing about that I heard about Urban Meyer was is like when he walked into the living room with the family and he had his little entourage, there's like this aura. That came in. And so the fan like you're already like, oh, it's Coach Urban Meyer. I want to be with this guy. Yeah. Right. In the NFL, you don't get that. You know, like the Urban Meyer aura is not as cool. It doesn't actually is non existent. It's not even an aura. Like we're actually like this. I make more money than you, motherfucker. So you sit down in my beautiful ass chair. Right, Uh, So I don't think the NFL is about the personality of the coaches much in recruiting players. So if Joe Brady is a mastermind, if he is the brilliant person, it would, I think, would be easier for him to succeed in the NFL than it would for him to go to college and all of a sudden try to be like this. Like all, like what? I'm the smart coach. I'm the young, smart coach that you want to come play for. Yeah, our facilities are dope as fuck. Ohio is dope as fuck too.
6: Yeah, Baton Rouge recruiting is
5: tough. And you know what is? And you know what is recruiting at LSU is easy as fuck. So I don't want to hear nothing about that either. So I will say that is that. Why don't you come and be the head coach at ECU? and see what happens go sit in that living room and be like this i'm an offensive genius motherfucker and then we got this busted ass facility where nobody shows up
6: pretty much yeah Mm. and that's why matt rule is uh actually in a good position but here we
5: are it with the busted-ass facilities.
6: Yeah, he did it at Baylor, which I guess Baylor's kind of a big school. No, they had Temple. like twenty
5: scholarships revoked from them because the the co- yeah, coach. Was, yeah, their coach
6: was. Yeah, he was like giving out hookers and to on yeah, recruiting. What else do you gotta
5: that. do? That's what you do in college. To come to Baylor. <laughs> That's why man, Urban Myers is I don't Baylor. know what to do in Jacksonville, bro. Like, I thought we were going to leave be, way better than this.
6: Um anything uh more you want to add to the Joe nope. Brady thing?
5: No. Nope. What else uh, we got? Uh
6: so this man I have to look <laughs> this again. This uh, uh 6 foot August- 7. It's
5: something like Augustus.
6: No, it's uh, Austin. Austin Pleasant. Austin. Six foot seven, 328 pounds. Previously from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And does this mean anything? Because no. to me, what's it's his this name? Another a and who is, you didn't even tell us who he is. And yes, what I did you. Austin Pleasants. but
5: who is he? Like, what, like, what, what he's what a guard, her?
6: he's a guard. Off, and why road. is
5: it? Why are we talking he about it? He had them? been
6: on our practice squad and he is now, uh. Uh, he has been signed to our practice squad. He's 6'7", uh. 238 pounds. The reason I bring this up is right now, it looks as though the Panthers are just trying to do anything to stop the hemorrhaging on mm. our offensive line. They see all the stats that everybody reposts, and they know the analytics and the data that their offensive line is absolute trash right now. So, They're going to try and bring in another body to throw in there to hope that they can compete. But again, man, play Deontay fucking Brown. I'm tired of being nice about this shit, dude. (laughs) Play the big, badass motherfucker from Alabama that you drafted for this very reason. It's so infuriating that we're still talking about this, dude.
0: What if there's like a master plan, like a master, like three, four year oh, plan right. where they're going to draft players <laughs> and not play the good ones just so that way they can be just bad enough where they can get a good draft pick, but just good enough where they're showing improvement. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. year four, they start all the people they've drafted. Well, hey, we're and in here. The and can't, we just man. You
4: can't work we're that in, way. You've been in watching year
6: way too many we're, uh, we're in year two, and year like an arc to them. The, the year reason three that... is when Deontay Brand or not Deontay. Uh, year three is when Matt Rule is traditionally known to have his best year as a head coach. So um, I mean, the first two years
0: are not that great. It makes it easier.
4: So um, like not just his best year, but like like it's progressively good, and he's he turns his team into a contender. But yeah. the part is, we're also trading away picks for one year players like uh like Stephon Gilmore. Like, I mean, it's not like I would agree with that mindset if that trade didn't happen, which is telling me right now that there is no master plan beyond win today.
5: No, the Gilmore trade is going to get us moving up. All right, the Gilmore trade actually works into the master plan because if we do not resign him. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. A fifth round compensatory pick. So we traded a sixth round to get him. We can either keep him. We did, then we lose a sixth round. Or we could not re-sign him this year. We just rent him for a year. And uh, then we get a fifth round pick. So we actually master plan up. Yeah, you're right. the, problem I, I with about that the master plan thing is that it's not true. There is not this crazy master plan when it comes to the offensive line. If it is a master plan, the offensive line master plan is that it's always written in a different language and nobody understands it. (laughs) It's It's written in some alien language. Yeah, it's like it's like there's Yeah, it's like the offensive line plan is a it's unintelligible. It's written in Elvish. Yes, it's unintelligible, written in Elvish. And um oh the other thing to add to that to why there's no master plan is there's only one pick. In like the first hundred and thirty-eight picks next year, right? So you get a first the draft round show pick is going to be a little you boring. Don't, <laughs> you don't, yeah. Oh, the draft show is going to be dope because oh, it's only the first night. Yeah, but it'll be the then, only is, pick. No, the, there will be nobody asking. Are you guys going to do a second night of the draft show? No, nah. nope. <laughs> hey,
0: I'm, I'm I'm calling it right now. Draft before the draft carolina makes some kind of huge splash to get a high first round pick i'm talking like a christian mccaffrey dj moore trade something so like that To first round to get like a top 10 first round pick carolinas <sighs>
5: yeah, we're gonna have that already. to trade That's
6: to great. trade them both for deshaun watson yeah to, shout out to 89 j Stubbs, slater Creed, and Trey Smith. We could have got them all. Yeah, I won't even mention this to y'all. Trey Smith might be the the best left tackle in the NFL in general. Trey, Rashawn Slater might just be the best left tackle in the NFL. Not the the best rookie.
5: Five games. Did
6: you see what he did to Miles Garrett? Go watch. Go watch what he's done to every pass rusher. Did you see what he did to Chase Young? Did it again too? We might have pretended. and again, listen. I think JC Horn's going to be lights out, but it is Who now a very real possibility a that this, we dude. that we I passed. cried
5: when we picked JC Horn.
6: We're in such bad need of a left tackle, and it's a very real potential that we or a left guard what or could potentially right be guard the best left tackle in the NFL.
0: Well, look at it like this, man. We could have drafted because we picked up Henderson and Gilmore now, okay? So we could have drafted an offensive lineman mm, and still ended two. up in the same position we are in right now <laughs> with with you know, with JC Horn with a broken foot and Gilmore and
5: and CJ Henderson back there like in the exact same position on uh so on wednesdays we dropped this show called debate my take uh where cody lashney and myself go head to head on a series of topics and last week we did in retrospect you know like where we're at slater horn you know tough conversation to have especially when you see our live emotion on the draft show every year we get together we hang out uh, live in the first round of the draft. And every year that we do that, Tony Dunn will freak out at whatever pick we make. Whether it's the best pick or the worst pick, A freak out. And I freaked out because we didn't pick an offensive lineman or Justin Fields in this one. And it wasn't a referendum on J.C. Horn at all. Like, it had nothing to do with him as a player. But Rashawn Slater was there, and our offensive line continues to be forsakenly and unintelligibly awful. So uh what else we gotta talk about before we move on to the cat calls? Oh
6: man, the biggest thing, man. The biggest thing that we have to talk about is return of the Mac.
4: Return
6: Ooh. of the Mac. Is return it happening? Return of the Mac. Is it no? Let me stop. Uh, Christian McCaffrey <laughs> is set to come back. We don't know. Uh, he's this is questionable right now, but everybody's pretty much assured. Uh, you know, Christian himself or Matt rules talking how you know he's gonna potentially be playing uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm just, you know, listen, I thought that it was criminal. Uh, that our offense depended so much on Christian McCaffrey. But, dude, especially knowing the last two games that we just went through, I- I'm just happy to have him back, man. I- I'm ready for Christian to come back. I think our offense, uh, it really does run through Christian McCaffrey. He opens up so many other things on the football field. And I- I'm just just—I'm happy to have him back, man. Uh, my question to everyone is, what are your expectations for him? Do you think that now that we've seen a good amount of Chuba Hubbard, that they still try and give Chuba his, you know, fair amount of snaps, try and run him a little bit, or do they kind of lighten Christian McCaffrey's load and is him into it? What are we thinking?
4: I think uh, I think it's a an equal dose because when you look at some of the most high-powered offenses, they usually don't have one back, right? They have two. You have Latavius Murray and and Alvin Kamara back in the day when, when he was there or, you know, Ingram and Kamara or now Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, you know uh, you, you have, you typically have multiple uh, options. And now even with the Vikings, if you guys want to talk about our our next opponent, they have Dalvin cook and um, Oh gosh, what's the guy who's been playing in his stead and has actually been killing it, um, you know, as well, they're going to probably split between those two guys. It's it's, I think it's imperative when you have a running back that is, as 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 explosive as Christian McCaffrey is, being able to split those uh those reps, I think will offer longevity for him and also mm-hmm. keep the opposing defenses on their heels. Agreed.
0: You know, I think Christian McCaffrey, as much as I love the guy, he's so explosive. He's such a great player. Uh I think he's a top three running back and a top three wide receiver as well. I, I honestly would would start putting him like in the slot maybe half the pl- half the time that he's playing now. Like line him up as a receiver. Chuba Hubbard can carry the ball just fine. Christian McCaffrey does way more damage in the passing game than he does on the ground. He's a very great runner, but he always has more, more passing yards than he does rushing yards. Um, I, I just think to, to to preserve his longevity and to uh like TK was saying, kind of give the defense something different to look at, put him in the slot, man. He's one of the be- he's I think he might be one of the, the best receiver in the NFL if you give him the opportunity, to be truly honest with you. He I think he has the best hands, maybe ever. Through, through his tenure in oh, the NFL, like God. we yeah, have to look at pretty, it through, through like four, or five, four years. Yeah, it's he's dropped like three
5: passes, I think, in his career. Like, I mean, three. the catches he, make, yeah, he makes are
6: sick. Cody, what do
5: you think? How about that?
6: <clears throat> well, I think number one, that I want to thank Robbie Bud for the five dollars. He said, Appreciate you, C3, always keeping it real. Love you, Robbie. Glad that you can hang out with us, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pumped, man. I'm happy to have Christian back. Like I said, I didn't like that our offense was so dependent upon him. But now I'm just so ready for some kind of offensive production. I'm like, please come back, Christian, dude. Uh, I'm ready for this to happen. I'm hoping that he's hel- that he's healthy. Uh, I just want to see how long he stays healthy. Because mm-hmm. that's the question, right? And that's the question that none of us really want to have. We're all hoping that he's not an injury-prone running back like Saquon Barkley has kind of proven himself to be. So, you know, we want to see Christian make a sustained run. And seeing him going back and forth with Dalvin Cook on the other side, yeah, this might be an old-fashioned smash-mouth, run-the-football type of game. And, frankly, I'm here for it, man. Take some of the pressure off of Sam uh, and just run the football. Go ahead
5: and sit Chuba Hubbard in your fantasy leagues, which I've been starting him. I'm in this crazy dynasty league, so we got to pick people in these late rounds and and try to hope that they're going to become something great. I'm on the Super Bowl hangover myself. I won last year because I've had Alvin Kamara for the last four years in this keeper league as a 14th round pick. So I've picked Chuba Hubbard as a... Where they what they call it, a handcuff or something like that? You know, like I picked him in the late rounds thinking, all right, maybe he can be this starting back if Christian McCaffrey goes down. And that happened. And you know what? He scored me some points in this fantasy football league. But am I going to put him in a flex? Am I even going to care about this guy for the next two years now that Christian McCaffrey is back? Nope. Probably this not. offensive, no offensive coordinator, can resist the urge to play Christian McCaffrey every snap. Can I? They're not going to split it. They're not going to do anything like that. Is this just going to be Christian McCaffrey all day, Christian McCaffrey. And it's kind of like if you were calling the plays, you would do the same thing. Can can I make a bold prediction
0: right here and something that that we need to start talking about if this happens, if Christian McCaffrey gets injured again this year, we need to start talking about trading him while he still has supreme value. We can't build our offense around a player that's only on the field for six mm-hmm. games a year. No matter how explosive he is, I love Christian McCaffrey, and I want him to work out and be healthy, trade a hurt player, though. Man, he's missed a lot of time in the last two years. Last year he got injured, he came back for a game, then he got injured again without for the whole season.
5: He's gonna come back. He's gonna play a hundred thousand snaps. I'm, I'm just play. saying it ain't gonna matter because we're gonna have we're gonna win ten ga- uh, nine games. Yeah, eight games. And just enough point. to get a bad draft. Maybe pick. even that <laughs> seven games. Like yeah. here's the thing is y'all are good night, Lynn. Y'all are too hype. Y'all are too hype about Christian McCaffrey coming back. We should have won this game without him. Agreed. See, I would have been mad hype about him coming back, about our kind of prospects going forward if we had been coming off this win on Philadelphia, right? If we had been coming off of that and we say, oh, Dallas, you know, we learned from our mistakes. We, you know, we ran into a, uh, what a buzzsaw, like they're, they're clicking, they're humming right now. We had a bad game on the road. Now we took care of Philly. It won't beautiful, but we took care of it without Christian McCaffrey. But we didn't do that. So now we're sitting here begging for Christian McCaffrey to come bail us out of jail. Mm-hmm. It would have been way cooler if we were picking Christian McCaffrey up to go to a party mm-hmm. rather than his ass trying to come bail us out of jail. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. Wasn't, do we got anything else that we got to go to before the cat calls? I don't know. What else is uh, going on? Uh, so we've talked about Joe Brady. We've talked about... Oh, I mean, we're like 1025 into this joint. What else? There's got to be one or two more things to talk about.
6: I said let's let the cat calls dictate the oh. rest of the flow.
5: Alright, let me see. Let me see if I even... I even got them pulled up yet. Tell them how right, they well,
6: can find our stuff. Well, okay. I'll I tell you what. How about this? My man Jeff asked me a question. Uh, he said, could you answer this question for me, bro? What quarterback in the can NFL meets expectations... With no running game and no offensive line. Yep. Jesus, dude. You see some fucking what? Yep. Thanks What's for that uh, fucking idiot letting me know, CK.
4: Yeah, no problem.
6: Dude, a- every know. every single show now we get fucking some crazy dumb asshole in the chat spamming shit. Apologies for anyone that had to read that dumb shit. Uh Jeff said, Cody answers this question what quarterback in the NFL meets expectations with no running game and no offensive line. Um, and listen, right now the three that come to the top of my head uh, that can do that without offensive lines are Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and once upon a time, Deshaun Watson. And um, I think I'd put Russell Wilson in that category as well. But other than that, unless you have an elite level running – quarterback yeah there aren't too many i would put uh in a position to be able to do something like that that's why i'm not freaking out over sam you know
5: mm. um think about this when we get to the calls is that uh what how much different would it be if we had deshaun watson type thing you know, like, would it be my Yo, Y'all don't is, want
6: me to start talking about this, man. Right? Nah, I
5: mean, think about it. Actually, I'm starting to get to this point, is that, yes, Um, it would be better if we had, in my mind, I think it's Deshaun Watson kind of like Cam Newton and his, prom, you know, it was like some supreme, you know, just superb talent, like what Lamar Jackson did type uh. thing. They can make up for so much, but it would almost... Imagine if it took what what did you say that we needed a trade for Deshaun before he started putting dicks on people's faces? Was it five first round? Uh three like three for in...
6: three first round picks and players. It was three first yeah, round like, picks I'm a... and
5: our entire draft next year. Right. It was something ridiculous. And no, I'm, that's, I'm not they, that's, like not, that's not what that's not
6: that's not what the like... Texans wanted. They, they no, wanted no. three. No, yeah. no. I'm that talking was, no, the... was for my Trevor Lawrence. I no. said let us. Oh, that was for yeah. I, I, I right, said I right. said let us keep one draft, My point and then, then the next two years to trade everything.
5: Away. I almost would just. Well, we we do trade, that? F- I need those. Like it would be better just to have three first round picks and just do offensive line, and then get. A quarterback who's close to the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like at this, yeah. like instead of just having a great quarterback with no offensive line, when will the Carolina Panthers have an offensive line? The answer is never. never. But yep. you can call in to the C three Panthers podcast right now at 252-228-5098. Let's jump into these cat. So, what calls. are your
4: thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did
5: that make you feel?
8: Uh, very
5: uncomfortable. So, how do you think cat
4: calling makes the person feel?
2: It feels good, like in the back
10: with in Who's that kid that can use one? <coughs> hey, guys, I'm a big fan of the show. um I think I think this is pretty simple. Um I think we've been touting this same problem for the last 10 years and you guys know what I'm going to say it starts with the offensive line. It, it's, a, it's a domino effect. You know, we, we just can't put together consistent drives on offense. We have we we cannot control the game. When you can't control the game like yeah, our defense is really freaking good. And if it wasn't for our defense, we might have been beat by 21 points today. But you can't expect the defense to make big stops in the fourth quarter when they've been on the field 75% of the game at that point. It's just, it's the it's thing. It, you got to fix the offensive line, you know? And and if it were me, if I'm the GM, this might be controversial. I want to hear y'all's opinion on it. But to me, Andre Dillard, he, he kind of shut down our superstar, as we like to call him, and, and Brian Burns. And, you know, I'm, I'm trading Dante Jackson for Andre Dillard. And whatever else the Eagles want, straight up, if They're that's what's going to take, if that's going to cost to improve the line, then then so be it.
3: Hmm.
10: You know, yeah, Dante had two picks today, but we only got three points from those picks. Picks aren't as valuable if your offense can't capitalize on them. So, you know, trade for trade Dante for Andre Dillard, and draft Kenyon Green or uh Tyler Lindstrom in the first round next year and in my opinion will actually be a legit playoff team next year
0: I completely agree with this caller about what he's saying with the offensive line I kind of like the trade pick that he offered there uh it's an interesting one I I will disagree with the the picks aren't aren't valuable if you don't score off them that's like saying brakes aren't good on a car if you don't have one that goes really fast Um, I mean, the point of the defense is to stop the other team from scoring, not to score itself. So scoring itself is great. But if you stop the other team from scoring on turnover, that's still great on the defense. Um, But yeah, that's an interesting trade.
4: Uh, I don't think they would do it. That's the problem. Like, look at it from the Eagles perspective. They just shut down our star wide receivers, regardless of pressure. And they got three, three interceptions. Like, and if you, again, I didn't get a chance. I've basically tried to take a break from the Panthers for the past two days. So I haven't went back and watched this, the, 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 the tape, but I'm going to venture to guess that they had our offense, our our wide receivers locked down outside of a few passes, because even when those passes were on time, these guys were within like two feet of the ball, like every time, like their, their secondary was all over the
5: place. Their secondary over celebrated in their press conference. Like, I mean, they came out and acted like they were boss bitches. And Darius Slay, what is it, Darius Slay? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and he did have two, you know, it's two weeks in a row, two picks by the same dude. They did get their three picks. So I'm not asking them to come out and be all cucky or something. like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't asking them to do that. But they did come out and try. Like, he was challenging the reporter. He been like he was like. So did you follow DJ Round? He was like he's like hell yeah, follow this motherf- round. Like he was pissed. So they were out there big chesting and thumping that secondary, but they also did recognize that that defensive front for them gave them a lot of play. Dillard though, I was hoping we <sighs> beat this mug up, then trade for him. We could trade for anybody right now. You just you know, <laughs> Cody, you just brought up some guy's name that was Augusta, whatever his name was. Augustus, he, was picture, he looked like an 80s wrestler, and all of a sudden we care. We're talking about it. It's like they don't matter, man. We could trade for anybody at this point on the offensive
6: line and would help. He looks like the drummer from poison or some shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Anyway, I mean, my,
6: yeah, my. dude, like, no, no one looked good, man. We had, we've had two bad games in a row. Our defense, for the most part, did okay. Um, yeah, we just, we need to continue to build, continue to see more. About, what do you think about the Robbie Anderson
5: upsetting us? Right. So, as, um, we see this picture floating around, Robbie, um, just, you know, having a moment on the sideline. And then people are asked. I felt like the reporters are kind of overblowing it up. They're like trying to be like, what do we want to know? We want to know why Robbie was upset. And they're like trying to make it a deal afterwards. Um, is there anything to that beyond just frustration in the game? I don't think so. I think people are trying to smoke on Robbie right now just because it's easy. Just sign the contract. Mean, a couple of passes. Upset on the sideline. Like, what do they want him to do? Just go over
4: there and be quiet. I mean, talk about, like, think about his frustration. And this is where I do put some of the blame back on Sam Darnold. When he's had time, he hasn't gotten the ball where it needed to be with yeah. Robbie Anderson down yeah. the field. Like, he's, the good news is that he is overthrowing the receivers, which is something right, that didn't happen right. last year. He's so not that. underthrowing them. But the problem is, is like, when, when you see Robbie Anderson do his job, and I'm not saying he's the greatest, uh, most technical wide receiver out there, but when you see him do a route to perfection and he's got nobody within five yards of him and the ball is two feet just beyond his fingertips, just think like think about how frustrating that's got to be for him. And after oh, like Robbie was,
5: sucked though to this year too though he he dropped again and I'm, third down biggest Ro- I'm, no, Robert, I'm the biggest no shut up Robbie suck man, man. he's been oh my because he's been too I'd say he, he sucked he has sucked like he has missed some ca- he's dropped passes that he ain't ever dropped before Sanders so, like, also missed just him, him a being perfect too. yeah it, no it, no I'm a big Robbie fan he wears the 11s homie. Like, Like, it's like, don't worry. I'm big time Robbie fan. I'm not worried about that. Like, I'm not saying he's overrated this and that. But he uh, also has had his moments where he could have done better. I will say that.
6: Everyone has. But my thing is this. I don't give a fuck that he's upset on the sideline, though. Until our offensive line is better, it is cursed to be the deep threat on this football team, dude. It happened with Curtis Samuel. It happened with Demir Bird. It's happening with uh, Robbie Anderson. I mean, come on, guys. It's like we're going to continue to be disappointed that our deep threats aren't making plays down the field when, one, the quarterback doesn't have enough time to make those throws, and then, number two, he's not even proving accurate enough to hit those throws yet. So I mean his uh his missed more than his he's said
5: Robbie hasn't been perfect this year. That's it. Uh hey, right. I like this super chat real quick sure, because sure. it's a pirate. Or That's my dude right here. Mossyman789 says, Bless you guys, love the podcast. Carolina will get it together. Go ECU Pirates. Arr. And then he gives you a shout out. Cody, be a consultant for the Panthers. Have a blessed night. Mm-hmm. Thank you for um, the brother. donation. The Super Chat, four ninety nine Super Chat, we appreciate it. We Monster never man. we never asked for it. But it's can always we?
6: appreciated. Mm-hmm.
5: That's right. The number is 252-228-5098. You can be a part of our community by just hitting the thumbs up button. That's free. Calling in, uh, chatting with us. Let's see what they got to say. What it do, my boys? It's your boy,
3: Mike.
5: I love what they do.
6: <laughs>
7: what up, Mike? boys are having a fantastic Tuesday. Um, Yeah, so. Cancer
5: but he used all his energy on the supreme all the
7: (laughs) panther nations out there in the
5: nation yeah listen
7: i've been a fan since 2000 i i can't call myself the greatest fan but i tell myself i'm the greatest fan okay because i love this team all right since 2000 that year we won the first game against the vikings I, i don't know who else remembers this but we won that first game against the vikings and Proceeded to lose every single fucking yep. game after that. Then we got remember peppers that. after that. One All right, it was it was a record at the time. Yep, fifteen straight game loss in the season until the Lions and the Browns took that over, but because they lost all their games. But you know, we I, I've been there at the lowest of lows. Okay, from that season, let's not forget the and era. Okay, I know we all forgot about it, but let's not forget the Clausen error. That was some shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. That was some shit. It had us thinking Matt yeah. Moore was the answer. It had me thinking Matt Moore was the answer. I was a fucking <laughs> idiot. Okay? I'll say
6: Don't
7: that feel right bad, now. Mike.
11: <clears throat> um,
7: so, yeah, all, all you Panthers fans that, you know, talk all this shit after five games, you know, the, the, there's still 12 games left. Okay, I'm looking at you, G, baby. All right, looking forward <laughs> to seeing you on the Friday free fall because I'm gonna be there.
6: Yeah, I'ma that's right. Home.
7: All right, a ninja been busy, but I'm gonna be there. All
6: right, bring the hit, might bring that hit, bro. My man
7: Cody up. Oh,
12: speaking of my
6: that's man, right. Cody, what up, bro? I got a question, bro. What's up? Question,
7: what's up? What's up? Do you, I don't know, It's it's still pretty early, but do you see like, uh, a bunch of O line talent coming out next year because uh, we're going to need so it. Sad, we're talking all about right. the draft because uh, Donald looking bad out there. So I saw so, yeah, yeah, somebody lost Matt Rule like about the year, draft. Right.
6: Panther Price, <laughs> that's right. Keep pounding. Shout out to the homie Mike. Hey man, he's a, he's been a staple on the Friday free for all. Can't wait to have you back, Supreme Lita. And listen, man, unfortunately. Uh, I cannot answer that question yet. Uh, I So there comes a point like right at the end of the season where I do a deep dive on all the positions. I start looking at all the players and I just go down the list and I start trying to find film of every single player that I can. Um, right now, I really don't know much, if anything, about the 2022 draft. But... You already know before draft time, I want to have all of y'all covered, man. I always put out my top players, my top 100 players. Um, I do uh, film breakdowns on college prospects coming into the draft. I did that before the uh, draft this year. I'll be doing it again this year. So, yeah, man, keep it glued to C3 for everything you need to know. We'll be telling you about future draft prospects, current Panther players, Man, we got you covered over here.
5: You always say that um, wait till week, week six before you start drawing judgments on teams. Like, like we really start to learn who a team is by week six. We're going into that game, right? As um, So after this week, according to the Cody Lashney formula, which I subscribe to, Like, I think I'm ready to call it the C3 formula at this point because you, like, I'm all in it. Like, I believe it's a good uh, measure.
6: Yeah, thanks, you, man. You said this.
5: You said this. we've, We've been talking about this offensive line nonstop. Now there are reporters even asking Matt Rule about the draft next year. Are we at that point, Cody? Like, because I think that this is that I wasn't ready for. I think where I was so hyped about this Carolina Panthers team two weeks ago is I felt they were so ahead of schedule. You know, it really felt like uh, all of a sudden, like we're going to be better than I expected. Week six here, are we? Are we talking about this team reorienting and finding a way? To be a little bit better than we expected, or should we be asking Matt Rule about the draft? And should you maybe uh, start, start, timeline
6: about start, this, start uh, looking at these college uh, <laughs> colleges? uh like, I don't know.
5: Like, I'm putting it on you. Like, you tell me. Yeah,
6: no, no. Listen, the Panthers are three and two right now. We're number two in our division. There's a whole fuckload of football left out in front of us. And listen, our destiny is still in our hands, boys. The Panthers have to respond. Every year for the past three years, the Panthers fall off of a cliff around this point in their season. And we all know that about them. But the Panthers have a, a, a tremendous opportunity in front of them to respond and prove that they are the team that we thought they were to start this season. And that's a really damn good football team. Right now, you know, all options are still open. It's what the Carolina Panthers decide to do with the opportunities they have in front of them because we don't have to be talking about the draft right now, not at all. There's way too much out in front of us, and for us to be looking toward the draft right now, it's too early for that, man. Christian McCaffrey's coming back. Stephon Gilmore hasn't seen the field yet. Potentially, J.C. Horn might come back. So yeah, man, there's there's no reason for us to hit the panic button and start talking about the draft just yet. But with that said, I know the bat daddy has to get out of here. Greg, I wanted to give you an out, man. Uh, any, anything else you want to say and uh, stats. let the people know? know or let the people know. know where he they can find the you, stats. man.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, well, you know, before I do that, real quick, I did have some interesting stats. I just want to put it out there. I'm always arguing that Sam Darnold's a top ten quarterback. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott. Would everybody say that's probably top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL? you think anybody may have left off that list? Maybe Russell Wilson, but I mean actively playing right now.
6: He's injured. injury. Yeah, about, I yeah. mean, that okay. sounds, sounds pretty good. When you
0: compare yards, completion percentage, touchdowns, and I say touchdowns, I mean touchdowns, rushing and passing, which I included for every player. Uh, so overall touchdowns and overall turnovers to include fumbles, lost and interceptions sam darnold does not rank last in any of those categories with those top 10 quarterbacks he ranks about eighth in just about every category but it's still top 10 it's the but bottom it's of the tier terrible. but it's still top 10 behind a horrible yeah.
4: offensive line too that's uh, the other part. Been terrible this year
0: he's not he's not an mvp he's not a world beater but he's a he's good quarterback I mean, we we I can think win what, with Sam yeah. oh, Okay.
6: Greg, I, I think Greg what you're trying to say is that if we continue to build around him, mm-hmm. there's no reason why Sam couldn't be just what we're looking for here in Carolina.
5: 24 years
0: he's old.
6: Had, he's had a lot of
5: off, he does have some offensive weapons and uh, Greg, I know you got to go but uh, you know Lamar Jackson is the first player and like uh, did you see the stat out today that like in 4000 games like he's the only guy that has thrown eighty five percent
6: completion percentage and four right, touchdowns
5: and forty or more passes and yeah. had this rushing. Like the game last night, Lamar Jackson in the fourth this quarter. Ball in the game on. I I wasn't even watching it because my fantasy was up i was like hanging out with my wife you know what i'm saying and i just peeked at the score and they were down like 14 points at the and it was like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter and these guys then he's making history mm-hmm. when i wake up he's crazy,
6: crazy. he's uh yeah, he's another right. deliver <laughs> our
5: Amazon packages.
6: I like Greg, Greg. Oh, hey, hey, plug, plug, your, uh, did you plug your stuff yet?
0: Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, you can find me at the bat data 52 on Twitter. It's my personal handle. Check out my show, Super Civil Servants Podcast, covering television shows, movies, comic books, just about anything you can, you know, consume, any kind of media. Uh, it's fun time, live 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the audio drops Mondays
5: on any podcast catcher. Check me out. Thank you so much for hanging nice. out with us, Greg. Man, we'll see, see you later, soon. Brother. I got the Super Civil Servants podcast. I got lots of questions to ask about entertainment stuff. Go to my go-to people. My go-to yeah. people. All right, Appreciate let's it. go with uh, next yeah. call. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight.
13: Yo yo yo, KG here. First time caller. Just want to say hello. What y'all doing? I love the content. Thank and you. Appreciate you, man. And I really think. They overlooked the Eagles a lot. I mm. feel like Trap. they came into that game like, oh, yeah, we're just going to whoop them. Simple as that. Like, <laughs> we had way more talent than them. This is and I, I know the NFL, it's like, you know, whoever shows up on Sunday, I get that. But they really overlooked them. I feel like they didn't want to do, like,
5: we like, underestimated their defensive like, they show, front. Like,
13: they don't want to, like, show what they have because, you know, we got the Vikings coming up, and that's, like, a harder game, in my opinion. But, I feel like this game right here just the Vikings is going to, like, show what the Panthers really are. Like, this is the game. Like, if we come out three and three, I feel like this is even – I won't say it's over, but, like, playoffs, yeah, yeah I don't know. But, yeah, I just want to say, like I said, man, keep, with, keep, with, keep doing what you're doing, man. I love the content. And yeah, keep pounding.
5: Thank you so pounded, much. Keep pounding, man. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the support. Uh, thank you for subscribing and listening. Uh, and I agree is uh, Philadelphia was a first of you. You can't call a trap game after coming off of a loss, right? Like I mean, that's like the kind of uh, weird thing to say we are coming off of. And the caller didn't say that. I've said that, though. I described the Philadelphia Eagles game as a trap game. And so my boy was like, what do you mean? It's a trap game. You're coming off a loss. But we did, uh, like the caller said, 100. I think we <clears throat> underestimated the Philadelphia Eagles. I think we underestimated their defensive f- front four. Right? It's like, I mean, these guys just owned our offensive line, and we weren't ready for it at all. You know, like, I mean, like we didn't even have no answers once you're getting beat like a drum. Like, I mean we didn't like I and I and I'm not an expert on the film and this and that, but like when you look back at it, it was just like our five offensive linemen against their four defensive men and they beat their defensive front and they just beat our ass every time. It wasn't like we were like, Oh, sliding this dude over. I will say, and I think uh Cody uh CK, you mentioned this in the maybe the post game about us running to the left a lot too. Yeah how about this is that we ran we never run left right i mean we do i mean there's times we run left, like but uh that is that was that like zoolander
6: first... i can't turn left
5: i know i mean but we were like it's, i mean everything uh, was lined up to the taylor moton side exactly we ran left like uh, the chuba hubbard lo- runs that were successful were to the left side and generally I feel like everything I've always heard and seen for uh, for our team, and what Ron Rivera used to say is like that, like run plays go to the right more often, you know. And like, why all of a sudden was this happening? I think it's all um, an example of how our offensive line was shoveled around like ridiculousness. We were unprepared for that. Yeah. We tried to compensate for it but the caller is exactly right. I think we underestimate the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think that's why Darius Slay's thumping his chest after the game so much.
6: Uh, yeah, listen, he had, he had a great game, too, and that guy played a lot of good coverage. Uh, I mean, they continued to throw his way. Uh, there were at times where when it felt like Sam Darnold was trying to force-feed the ball to DJ Moore just to try and make a play on two different occasions, and it was just... Those are those boneheaded interceptions. Um, And, and again, when everything starts to break around Sam, that's when he reverts back into that guy that's always trying to make a play, trying to play superhero ball, throwing into a coverage that you shouldn't. Um, So, again, the Panthers are not playing complimentary football. And part of that's Joe Brady. Part of that is personnel. Uh, We're just not having the proper guys out there on the field who can do the right things. Our guards are struggling something fierce, yep. and we have to fix it, man. We have to fix it.
5: Can't? It. It's not gonna get fixed, bro.
6: Not with the same players. It, not
5: this year. Like, like I'll ch- check check us out in twelve months, man. I don't.
6: Maybe maybe not fixed, but it damn sure doesn't have to be this fucking bad. You Do cannot you th- tell me that it has to be this way.
4: Do you think that there's still a level of like, we're not going to show everybody our concepts yet? Like, did they do you think they looked at our...
5: <laughs> that would be fucked up, right? Do you you're think like, that they losing. looked
4: at the first five games and they're like, all right, listen, if we lose one, then I think we could still win against these teams with basic concepts and then, you know, with route trees and things like that. And then now, like... What's, what's your
5: start- answer to that question?
4: I don't... I mean, I think it'd be stupid, but I mean, I, like, I, I, what else is the reason that our our route trees are so once one just singular you know what i mean
5: you know uh they were kind of referencing in the philadelphia eagles post game is that they had seen robbie in that formation several times you know so some people are asking is there a predictability I would say this. If we're holding back right now and, we ain't, and we're and the league's worst, the third quarter offense. Stupid. Like, come on. Like, then you – it turns out um you're trying to play chess. You thought you were – you actually – you thought you were playing checkers and you are really playing, like – Pick up sticks or something yeah stupid. you know like, I mean like come on yeah that would be ugh. right now I thought this is that and I will go to the next goal on this point um that's why I wasn't trying to be that hype about Christian McCaffrey coming back I wanted to win without Christian McCaffrey yeah so then Christian comes back and we say we're dynamic, but right now we're playing checkers. And we're playing with two pieces down, and we're hoping we get a Christian McCaffrey bang. I'm sorry, yeah. like man, God. I want Chris, I I believe Christian McCaffrey, transcendent player. I think he's amazing. I think it would be really cool if we pulled one win off without him. And then he comes back, and then all of a sudden I'm saying, you know what, we can make up for uh the Makes you feel line. a lot
4: better about this team if they, if that were yeah. the case.
5: Right I mean, now, I don't even give a fuck. Like he comes back, and it's like only going to be so good.
4: Do you think McCaffrey's on the sideline? Like after that comment that the offensive line made of "We're not the Christian McCaffrey, Carolina Christian McCaffreys." Do you think <laughs> Christian McCaffrey's on the sideline? Like, yeah, I think I think you guys are. Like, turns out you are. are. <laughs> oh,
5: I hope you know what I don't think he is, but he should be. Right. <laughs> mm. All right. Next call. Panther Nation C Three Podcast.
8: It is your boy Frito Bandito. I know it's been a hot ass fucking minute. What up, Frito? Damn it, y'all keep eating these motherfucking chips and dip, and I can't call because <laughs> I'm out here stocking that shit. Anyways, oh, listen up, guys.
3: Oh god, we might
8: have had a horrible fucking game against the Eagles, but look, a loss to loss. Let's fucking forget about the shit. And let's keep fucking going, boys. We still got a lot of shit under the fucking table to do, man. Uh, don't give go. up on Joe Brady yet. Don't give do give up on Phil Snow. I mean, the defense is doing good. Don't get me wrong, but let's look. It is too early in the fucking season to start freaking the fuck out, especially yeah. about Sam Darnold. Give this I guy agree. a break, guys. I mean, shit. That's all I'm hearing on the fucking interweb. The fucking Facebook groups. I mean, fuck me, man. You guys are quick to fucking burn this bitch or crucify this motherfucker. But just be patient. Shit don't happen overnight, y'all. Let's just get with this shit and let's keep fucking moving. The schedule's going to be tough, so be sure to tighten that ass up because it's (laughs) going to suck.
6: this is just
8: the second year under Matt Rule. Give them some time, boys. Give them some time. And look, also, if y'all want to shout out, I would love to join the podcast with you guys, C3, with my podcast, Drunken Inches, any day now. You guys, we need to stay in contact somehow if I can write you guys email. And also, look, keep motherfucking pounding, baby.
6: Pound keep pounding, baby.
5: Freedom indeed Bandito. It. Fantastic call. You can email us at Carolina Cat Chronicles. I know it's long. Carolina cat chronicles at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. You can hit up Cody at C O D Y L A C.
6: -C. Yep. Cody lacks C O D Y L A C. Like a cat. Love to
5: collaborate. And
6: you know what? I'm with them, man. Like, I mean, I'm not going to look,
5: let's just be honest. Sam Darnold had his worst game as a Carolina Panther. Um, has he exceeded my expectations as a Carolina Panther to this point? I would say, yeah, a little bit. I had moderate to average expectations, um, not ready to give up on anybody, but not ready to believe that this offensive line is going to be any better, man. I'm sorry. I'm at this point where I think like, I'm a little worried that, cycling these different players in would be such it's going to just be a small band-aid i think the offensive line is going to be a problem to the end of the season and that's why i think i'm not ready to give sam Darnold not a pass but like look is that any quarterback that's a carolina panther quarterback is going to have to play behind this line until they don't you know until we get a better one Like, that's what they're going to have to do. So we can make excuses about, like, oh, he he got pressured on five out of whatever, whatever. Like, yeah, he did. Dr. Pepper, uh,
6: 888, Dr. Pepper said pro football focus said Darnold had 24 pressures on 37 dropbacks.
5: It is terrible. It is terrible. 66% of his dropbacks. But that's what you know. What that's what is going. That's what it is. Being a Carolina Panthers quarterback, bro.
4: I mean, like the thing is, is like you shouldn't have to have your best place be out of the bootleg. Like that shouldn't be a thing. Mm,
5: The bootleg's nasty, though. Cam is the slay. Yeah, why you think Greg Olson made any money on the bootleg?
4: (laughs) Right, but like that's the thing is, is that isn't happening. Like. We don't I I don't know if listen, I don't know what's going on with Tommy Trimble or Ian Thomas or what, but like none of our tight ends are are really like extending plays. And like the thing that you notice, like after watching, like, for instance, the uh, Bills game uh, against the Chiefs is like when Mahomes is in his scramble drill, his entire like team is trying to protect, like trying to get open. Like it feels like everybody gives up after like with uh Darnold out there just scrambling, like, ah, he's got it, you know.
5: I'm like I don't disagree with any of this. And my my only thing is I just don't want to give I'm not gonna give a pass. Look, I was very hard on uh Teddy Bridgewater for his physical limitations, right? I know I was a cam defender for my entire life I continue will be, continue will be that person uh because I saw him deal with this fucking shitty ass line like no line and make it look way better than it was yeah. and so I just don't want to say look is like I understand that Sam Darnold does not had a good situation when it comes to the protection or whatever but it, that's just what it is in Carolina, and that's just what it is for our team. It ain't going to change next week or this and that, so we can continue to make, like, is this. is. He's either going to have to make plays behind the shitty line or not make plays behind the shitty line.
6: And know, at least we know that Scott Federer is aware of the issue. And as dumb as that is to say, like, why do you have yeah, yeah, of course they're aware of the well, issue. Of course. But
5: well, this, because there we, was the last already, guy, too. They've
6: already why, inquired why? about a trade for offensive linemen. They're actively right. looking. Apparently, right. they're That's not done looking. They've already brought up someone from the practice squad. The problem is, is they know what we know, Tony. dunn all the big moves to be made for offensive linemen should have been done already.
5: Too late. Yeah, it's too late. You're
6: far too late, man. So again, and now you're going to be
5: trying to pay Reddick Hassan Reddick goes out there and gets two sacks and two plays.
6: Yeah, dude, and listen,
5: this and that, that motherfucker is going to get paid more. Now, than Dante
6: Jackson is looking like he wants to get paid again. Oh, DJ know. Moore, uh, up to this point, we're has starting been over. We're starting over. At a number over. one wide receiver, oh like yeah, you know, now
5: Henderson was the best move we could have made.
6: You just have way, to hope that they can evaluate offensive line talent. That oh, when yeah. they do they bring people in. And also another thing, ask how,
5: he, ask the Seattle Seahawks how the how great they are.
6: And listen, y'all better hope uh, that he that I really that. know that I really am right. That I really am no stupid sure dumbass over here telling you that the answer really is on the football team. Because let me tell you, if it isn't. I'm sorry, Frito Bandito, but this is not a playoff football team, bro. No, no matter not, how many games we Don't have ahead me. of us, not. you'd be asking the defense to do way too much all the time. So. We
5: could be if our offensive line wasn't trash. Next call. Come on. Double click.
14: Uh, hey, guys. that showman calling in. What's up, I'm finally ready to talk about this loss, as it was the, one of the most depressing losses that I've seen. It reminded me of what we looked like last year, where our team was decent in the first quarter, and I guess the second quarter they did okay. Should have scored instead of that safety, though, but can't complain about that. Um, I'm wearing actually all black today for reminiscing of Sam Darnold's career as I think it's done. I know it's only he has two bad games. It's done. Um, hopefully he can bounce back. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. But I think he's back to seeing ghosts, and it just sucks. But uh, our defense can't be giving up those runs at the end of the game. We have no edge. I thought about this during the each game we had. Every time someone runs the ball to the outside, there's no one there everyone's always breaking in and it always screws up and people get around. So our defense I think is excellent, but still needs to work on the, stopping the run. Um, and then <sighs> offensive line, I'm not going to go into it. Cody talks so much about them and I agree with everything he says. Um, we need to get Deontay Brown in there. We need a big presence. John Miller, is a fat slow man, who can't do shit. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Dennis Daly, the joke as well. He's weak. So at least maybe leave John Miller in there. But, uh, Get rid of Dennis Daly. He's literally watching him get pushed around. Matt Paradise is a joke. He's old. He's done. We should spend our first five picks on offensive line of the next year. DJ Moore, no hands. Just kidding. He's bomb. But Bobby uh, <laughs> needs to get his shit together. Terrace Marshall needs to stop crying on the
6: Oh, it had some choice words for Terrence at the end there. Yeah, listen, man, that's the polar opposite of uh, Frito Bandito. He's already writing Sam Donald's eulogy and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, man, look, a lot of people, and we can be real about this, a lot of people didn't believe in Sam Donald to begin with, just like a lot of people didn't believe in Teddy Bridgewater to, to believe in. And we've said for both of them, they have to earn it. We're not going to dub anyone the Panthers franchise quarterback of the future exactly. unless they go out there and start to look like it. Um, it is just tough to do behind a really bad offensive line. And, and yeah, you're right, man. Uh, the the defense didn't play physical enough. And I feel like uh, the, the defense, I'm just really not worried about it, man. I I, I don't know why. Uh, I just think that they've been able to do enough. We have enough speed, power, athleticism. Shaq Thompson's going to be coming back. Stephon Gilmore's coming in. C.J. Henderson is still in great shape. Yeah, the defense the is offense. not even
5: close to the prop. Like, no, nobody. we're not worried sure. about the defense at all. In fact, uh, the fact that we played without Shaq Thompson, I think, uh, against the team that has two gr- very good tight ends in Dallas Godard yep. and Zach Ertz, right, where you need a Shaq Thompson-type player. Like, I think our defense has been just, has not only been adequate, it's been fantastic. Um, AJ, Booyaka, 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 came in there and had a great game. Like, he it looked like he was starting to settle in uh, after two yeah. games back. CJ Henderson has been fine. nobody's been like, "Oh, CJ Henderson, big weakness on this team." No, you, no, the defense is like nobody's talk. That's why I think Matt Rule referenced the defense because he knows that Phil Snow is a tough enough person. Like he knows him well enough that he knows that, like he ain't gonna be up. Like I had to do it. Sorry, Phil, had to do it. (laughs) And the defense is good enough. The offense is the problem, bro. And when I say the offense, it's one part of it. The offensive line is
6: offensive, it's fucking yeah. offensive. The, yeah, do we have to get one of these magic quarterbacks that can make things happen behind bad offensive no, lines? No, there's need not two, very we many need, of them. We just need two guards. That that's what I'm tackle. saying. It's either one or the other. You either have to have a magician at quarterback or, or you have I to have a both. really badass offensive line.
5: All right, let's go. To the next call. Same call.
14: Hey, this is Part Zach two. coming again. I just want to say one quick thing because I was listening to the pregame show. The postgame show, sorry.
6: You muted yourself, Tony. You muted yourself. I can't hear you down the field oh, for the oh, touchdown on. because he doesn't know how to cover. Because he
14: was talking junk about me. Thing, I was listening to the pregame show, the postgame show, sorry. And I heard Tony hang up on someone for talking smack about Sam Franklin. Well, Sam Franklin was the one who gave up that bomb down the field for the touchdown because he doesn't know how to cover. Um, I agree, Sam Franklin's a great tackler, but when it comes to coverage, he gets... I'm hanging
5: up on YouTube. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs>
6: I mean, I would have never. That's what we're talking junk about. (laughs) Sam Franklin. Hey, man, he gave up a big touchdown. Why do we even have him out there on that? He gave up a big touchdown.
5: Yeah, he did. Whatever. Yeah. All right, next call. Hanging up. Hey,
15: guys. This is Marcus, all (laughs) the way out here from sunny California. What's up, Marcus? And I had a couple hours to mow over this embarrassing loss that Carolina delivered to us as a fan base. And, you know, it just – I'm super excited for Stefan Gilmore. I think that's, think that's, you know, pretty awesome that he comes back home to us and whatever, but our problems aren't on defense. Our problems are all on offense. Sam Darnold looked like dog shit out there. Our offensive line actually looked decent. They, they obviously sucked – Matt Paradis was the main cause of it. But it was really awesome seeing Christensen out there. I thought he did, you know, fairly well for what he was worth. Uh, Tyler Moten out there in the left tackle spot, I thought he did a very a, a good job, to say the least. But Sam Darnold just looked like absolute trash. He looked like Sam Darnold from back in New York. Chuba Hubbard looked amazing. I thought Chuba Hubbard looked fantastic and definitely a very great backup for whenever, if we ever get back Christian McCaffrey. But honestly, I don't think that even having Christian McCaffrey in there today would have made the difference because we just – our offense is fucking dog shit. (laughs) I can't believe our defense could play so well, turn over the ball – Get fumble and an interception on back-to-back plays and have nothing to show for it. It's it's embarrassing, irritating. And then that safety, we had a chance to go up by seven, and instead we get away with just two. And that that right there, that right there, is just it's ridiculous. I don't know. Uh, after watching today's game, I feel like. Just like I did last year, after losing to Minnesota in an embarrassing manner, honestly, I feel like this is just the beginning. This is the beginning to a embarrassing down slope that we've seen time in and time out. Carolina goes on a win streak for a little while, gets our hopes up, and then goes on a ten game lose streak. And at this point, I I don't even give a shit because at this point, I feel like the only person I can blame is our offensive coordinator that guy can't call a game for shit <laughs> the he only can't person. fucking get our fucking guys ready at the half to go play another dog shit third quarter and then on top of that you know
5: i don't know um a lot of cool stuff to the call first love the passion yep. second um I do agree. Like, I mean, we've, I think we've uh, kind of all been on this mantra. Like, let's not talk about the defense. And I don't even want to field any conversation about, oh, we should have gotten a touchdown instead of a safety. Yes, we should have. That would have been ideal. But our defense gave us points. You know, our defense gave us points. Can I make At a the end of the day? I'm not even gonna say our offense sucks. I think our just our offensive line is offensive.
4: All right. So old boy was talking about Sam Franklin. You cut his line off. This dude oh. said, our offensive line isn't that bad. And you will let that still roll? <laughs> <laughs> so you want me to
5: hang up on him?
4: <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the disparity. <laughs> anyway.
5: All right. All right. We'll see. Uh, you know. It does come down to the offense. Um, I'm I don't think though that like I'm like okay with what Joe Brady does. Like what what I think is the people that are disappointed in Joe Brady are the people that expected him to revolutionize football. Yeah. Oh, you know, and I didn't expect him to. I, I think you know what? I think our offense has been I think I Yes, can we quibble about every damn play? Certainly. But at the end of the day, to me, the number one problem is the offensive line. It's offensive. The number two problem is a lack of execution. And that includes the quarterback, Sam Darnold. It falls on everybody, probably, but DJ Moore. You know, um... I mean, like, what? A, like, yeah, it is the offense, but it's the offensive line. It's so offensive. Sam Donald is just okay, and he could be better behind a better line. Very, very right. simple. So Next call. Hey Tony, it's
16: uh, and, and you know Cody and Cody's album. I, I've actually been watching your streams lately. I, I, I just, I've been entertained. I, I, th- I think you guys are doing such a great job for this community. Thank you. Thank you, man. And the Panthers stand is really a family. I know. Yesterday, I, I kind of tried to stay off Twitter a little bit. I was, I was, I was struggling because I saw a lot of, a lot of things in the first few weeks that you know people were talking about. I noticed early. I mean, I, yeah. I um, it's situational miscues. It, it, it's these things that happen, you know, in, in games that where you find yourself, you know, I guess that's what I put it is, Like they just overshat, like bad things are often overshadowed by wins man and i and i went back and i watched those games time after time i was watching a lot of tape, and i and, and, and i saw them and i was like wow you know that th- th- these are real these are real life things that are happening and um th- you know they came back to bodies yesterday you know you, oh, you, you kill a team for a half and then and, and then you um you know you're only up nine points to give that team a momentum boost like they're feeling okay they're feeling confident right but you know yesterday but Sam Donald, right? I think Sam does deserve some blame for free yesterday. Um it, sure. it was a collective collective group loss. But Sam, what I'm looking forward to seeing more of, like I, I think he's really, really worked on this. And it causes him whenever he's um uh, whenever he's missing, a lot of the time what I'm look him just in general, a lot of over eye manipulation. So he's holding stuff for too long, which also causes him to be late on some of those intermediate deep passes, which we haven't seen a ton of these. we've been really that was what Rob was complaining about yesterday about you know how we're we're predictable, we're sitting, we're not really stretching the field. He wants he wants some more double moves, some more, you know, just some, some more vertical concepts that Joe dialed up a lot at LSU and they kind of they kind of squandered here lately. Um, but a lot of times you'll see him holding the robber I hold the robber too long, next thing you know, he's not he's not hitting a shallow or a slant. During during weeks one through three, when we had CMAC, he he showed that willingness, right? He showed that willingness to lock his eyes in with, with his feet. Get to his shallow, get to his tre- get to his early crosser, and and those are things that man like for oh, it it, should, it it kills me. I, I really think that the lack of kind of continuity with the with these backs and, and these tight ends will come back to hurt him whenever he's like he doesn't see his first read. Because you saw it yesterday on on his pick to um that he, that he tried to hit the whole shot at EJ. That was obviously a ball that shouldn't be thrown. He went one straight to two, and the next thing you know, it's the interception. Like these are things that can't happen. I, I need him looking off that same corner and just getting the, the ball. We can't we can't have INTs like that. Just just yeah. the horses kind of similar to what I saw in New York last year when I was to and take them. But yeah. Matt Rule needs to be better. I think that's fair to say. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, Joe Brady, probably his worst game yesterday, right? I think that's pretty fair. Sure. Um and then you got so after that, uh Chase Blackburn, man. I'm telling you, yeah
5: i know fantastic I, call yeah, man i know and Brave. he kind of is nailing at the end everything you gotta nail out especially then... when
4: he talked about watching my streams
6: <laughs> yeah
5: does he have another one uh,
6: does he have a part two of that call
5: ooh, i thought that wasn't that part two no
6: that was, the wasn't that, was i think
5: that's who i hung up on no it's no that wasn't who
6: you hung up on was there a part two to that be. one if there wasn't then pause it now. Answer last. him. Uh, let me find
5: the last. of the, there's a lot of part twos. Let me, um, th- let's uh let's talk about two things on that because we flogged yeah. the Joe Brady, we flogged the offensive line.
6: He made a good um, point about Sam and his call that he's really been dependent on that first read, and I think a lot of that is having Christian McCaffrey here. They've kind of taught him to do that because they had that safety valve in McCaffrey. But uh, I think when, when he didn't have his first read open, he would just start to panic. And that's the kind of Sam Donald that we saw in New York. So I, I agree 100% with that caller, man. He really needs to... I mean, it's so much easier said than done it is right, so easier right, to yeah. say, so "Yeah, hey, yeah, you need to stay calm in the pocket while you have three hundred and ten pound men barreling at you and stay and calm." The and the worst, and you, and you yeah, just
5: got blown up two and plays just early.
6: Ruined, yeah, man. Yeah. It's
5: just. Um, I think dude. one thing that's interesting is a lot of people are like, "Oh, Sam needs to throw with more anticipation." That's one thing I've seen floating around on Twitter from a lot of people. And to be honest, is like uh that was my uh I won't say a criticism with Cam. Is I felt like Cam was always a guy that needed to see the guy be open rather than anticipate be there. Him to yeah. be open. open. He, he wasn't
4: throwing guys open like right. for the majority of his career here. Yeah.
5: Right. And so I don't know. Maybe Sam has got to be better at all of that. I think too interesting that, like, the last parts of the call, and there is a second part to this call. We're going to get to it. Um, Chase Blackburn, right? The special teams have been a mess, to be honest. And I mean, I know it's easy to just look at punt returners and, like, yeah, Erickson's catching the ball. He's not doing much. I mean, he's not been awful. He's not been good either.
4: But we've had multiple.
5: We've had multi- Yeah, he did. You're right. Um, we've had multiple penalties though on special teams. Like too many people on the field. Like it has been disorganized at times and not great. Um, I know that the field goal kicking dominates the discussion, and I don't believe that's really on the. I don't think the personnel is on the coach. Like it's more about the problems that happen. But at some point, I think we're gonna have to start saying. Like, is he a fall guy? Is it time to start thinking about that? And the other was the other part of the call was Matt Rule and the coaching staff, and and, and the timeouts are a problem. And I don't know if that's Joe Brady. I don't know if it's a quarterback. I mean, it's everybody, but like we burn timeouts like crazy. So uh two coaching things at the end of that call I thought were interesting.
6: Yeah. Uh Jace Chase Blackburn is a name that I don't think we say enough, man, uh, for, for, and for not a good reason, too. Uh, I think that we have all been highly underwhelmed by our special teams this year. Uh, I think he has not made a smooth transition from player to coach um well, yeah, it was I, we, yeah. been
5: better in the past to be
4: honest like this i think is i think it under, it's it. under bad Rivera, now
6: that's what we know we know that Rivera, yeah, he was
4: he was a pretty decent special team like uh coach like i'm yeah. not gonna sit here and like he he earned the spot uh to be like he's the only holdover from that that that, that regime and i think i i agree i hate the like i hate the fact i like him like, I want him to be. I want him I, to be. I don't a, want to run
5: head. over him with the bus, but right. at some point, we do He's have to be start, like, start talking about Like, is this turn signal light out or something? Right. Why is
6: it so bad? We never get kickbacks. We're always letting him take it out a good distance. Like we've never had. It's a, more a than mistakes
5: that are a problem to team. me. The like, problem with like not having enough people out there and having too many people out there than this. Or the, and then uh two weeks ago, I think uh, it was against the Dallas in Dallas, the Dallas game where we saw Matt rule visibly frustrated with um blackburn on the sideline it wasn't too much but it was just like man he won't happy
6: but when you're not you putting know. enough people on the field or too little dude that's all, right. all and coaching. then you're calling
5: timeouts it's and then you're unacceptable, rushing
6: stuff man it's stupid and it's unacceptable uh, and, and we have to all right here's headed. the
5: back end of that call
6: i got cut off there um
16: no, and I'll try to keep it short. I know you guys; people calling in, and I I, I really enjoyed the show. Like I said before, I, thank I'll you for calling Bradford. in. That's was a great much, call too. Can't really call much this year, just but yes, man, I'm telling you. Yesterday was the we 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 blew that game. These are the type of things that come back to bite you late in ja- early January. We're going to be looking for a wild card spot, right? But uh, you know, I mean, there are some pauses, right? Um, mm,
5: I think. Let's hear I mean,
16: them. yesterday defensively, I was really impressed. I thought, you know. Other than a few I coverages, like uh, Sam franklin got to sit. He, he he gambled. That's what we don't want to see here. Right? We don't want to see a guy's gamble. he gambled on that corner. They hit. They hit the deep. The, uh, I think it was a like shoulder eight or, or or skinny pose or something like that over the top one was on third and ten. Man, we got helped go on third down. That's what we've been great at this year, man. Like the biggest thing for us this year, weeks weeks one through three, weeks one through four even. Defense. We'll show weeks one three. We're just getting. We were winning on third down both sides of the ball. And we we're efficient in the red zone yes i mean man i don't know really a lot more we can ask for our defense i think well one thing i will say i thought a few times yesterday like greg olsen talked about it on the, on the live cast about how we we can sort of contain these like hurts man he brought containment a few times when, when uh you know you, you, hassan reddick or uh frankie Louvu or even uh you know joined Stanford yesterday which had limited reps this year he kind of came in and wasn't really keeping you know he wasn't really playing his role right on the run. Jalen Hurts beat us like five or six times off a little like zone keep. But I, I, I want to talk about this yesterday and and I um I mentioned this yesterday in a tweet I made. It was about um what happened to the leaks yesterday in the red zone, the bootlegs, the the moving the pocket, getting Sam out getting Sam sort of moving, uh say just the ultimate new turn out of structure, which he's shown he can do. I was mm-hmm. really pointing that. But I liked in the split zone stuff, the duo stuff we were doing yesterday we actually yesterday was, we had we ran the ball well yesterday that was the thing like i was impressed with how we run running the ball but we weren't really we weren't like the play actually really wasn't there. ton yesterday i think they were kind of, they set a lot of too high shell they, they used to with schwartz sitting a lot of single high. yeah but um man like i was really hoping that was that one of those times we were gonna like especially when we got down that red zone we were gonna fake that toss and, and sort of boot off of it have like a little corner concept and a, and a guy coming back for me like sliding that's what i was looking for but we didn't really see it um I don't know if this is long call next time i call i'll try to make it short but i, I just want to continue to man I, you guys you know we got so many guys in this Spanish you know community like we're, we're all family we all got love for each other we all want to see each other grow and for sure I see this team just take it all man let's beat minnesota next week let's man this team can make the playoffs let's get back healthy let's do it we're gonna get Burris back i don't know if he's back Shaq Thompson should be back McCaffrey should be back let's go baby hope you I'm guys like have the... a great night and, uh, let's go, go
5: man thank you very much for the support uh great calls back to back for sure a lot to talk about too and i mean when we come to the x's and o's let's go to the back end of the call again which is looking ahead to minnesota for me the the i guess the disheartening part of this is that i see minnesota as a real challenge oh Um, yeah um and we really we got started we started off so hot right 3 and 0 now we're on this losing streak no I don't know if you call it like it just felt like the the Eagles game is a game that you're supposed to win on the schedule yeah and now the Vikings game is to me I think even a more of a challenge not because i think that uh, their defense i like i don't even know what to think about the vikings defense these days because the eagles defense turned out to be more talented than you know than people want to give them credit for but the vikings offense has got some real pieces so it's not gonna be easy game going forward um so yeah we gotta get back on track and at some point the way to get back on track is just to get a w and if that takes christian whatever it takes now uh we're starting to get um if you lose this game right here you're starting to get in playoff desperation mode a little bit right um yeah. we're already uphill we were already fighting an uphill battle as it was right or as it is uh you got to win the game, and it's not going to get any easier down the stretch um playing tampa twice in the end you know what i mean it's just gonna be tough so you got to get some w's folks we got to push through these calls. There's actually way more than I expected. What up, C3? <laughs> 89 here. So What's up, 89? Jay Stokes. Watching it live, you
17: just know, kind of like, yo, where the hell is Sam throwing it to, you know? And the defense played well. and I don't know, man. It just seems like the offense is a – something's going on because, like, when you watch it live, you notice that, like, when Sam does have a clean pocket, you know, he, he kind of misses. And then you hear the other team saying, you know, like, they only run so many formations. And at some point in the game, if they know Sam is, you know, getting hit. All they're going to do is sit on them first routes. So it's like, can we not scheme something up better? And another thing is our whole O-line is nothing but, like, Matt Rule prototypes. Like, he wants athletic guys with can move, but it's like, we have a baller on the bench, sure. not getting a jersey. So I like for us to get, you know, just, just, O-line's supposed to be physical and dirty, and, you know, mean, but it seems like we've got a bunch of finesse.
5: It's like pick and roll
17: basketball or something. I don't know, man, but y'all have a good night, man. Appreciate
5: now when it comes you, to offensive you. line, um, again, it's offensive, but... You know, is is there something to that? And is that why the calls for Deontay Brown are so vocal from a Cody Lashney is um, maybe you're not the best. Um, actually, I don't even know what you're... How can you be worse than them fools? That's what I would say, <laughs> is that at least you're mean and you're tough. And I think Paradis gets bullied. Man, we just got bullied up. We I don't, don't even think that's our finesse. That's what I would say is I don't even – if this is what the Matt Rule prototypical offensive line is, boy, we're in some struggle. They they
6: continuously get hit with secondary moves. It's like they're good on the initial block, but, dude, if you have one answer for their initial punch, they're dead on arrival, dude. Uh, they, They have no answer for it. And, and, I mean, really, both of our guards are just playing like such shit, isn't, man. But
4: doesn't that also, like, doesn't that lead to the fact that our coaching, whoever our offensive line coach is, is not good? Like, if they're not teaching more techniques to these guys, like, isn't there an issue there that we need to take into consideration? I know you're going to bring up Matsko, but, I mean, the reality is, I mean, this is the worst O-line that I think we've seen in a long time. So who yeah, is our offensive? I like guess just
5: hood? like so bad, like like you almost feel sorry for him, CK. I mean, I mean you not know, sorry but for, him, but like it's not like there's nothing good to
4: talk about. No, there's nothing good, but it also it's. I, I think it boils so down bad. to
6: Pat Meyer is our current coach.
4: Not showing good coaching. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I I don't think it's showing very good. I I don't think that I've seen anything that's made me believe that. Um, anybody on our offense is, is a good coach. Like, and, and I feel like offensive line is one of those, those. Uh, it, it's sort of like the defensive line. Like, coaching can change a lot with what the defensive line does. Same thing with the offensive line. I feel like coaching is going to be a big part of what, the, what success an offensive line has. And, yes, talent is a big part of it, too. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, when you see, when you're talking about if they're making one move and they're, they're getting beat on that one move, and they have no answer for that, then that's a coaching issue.
5: All right, let's keep going with these calls. What's going on, CP Nation?
11: This your boy Jay Anderson hitting you.
5: up, um,
11: This might be a two part, you know. So I'm just letting y'all know it might be a two part. I'm trying to rush this in and everything. Yeah, probably. Gonna you know, I know everybody upset about the calls you know, call the, the whole, you know, game. The game Sunday and rightfully so, you know, and everybody just getting at the. Getting at the offensive line, the offensive line was totally bad. But we all know the we haven't fixed the offensive line issue, right? You know, just since what two thousand nine, two thousand ten ish, and stuff like See, that. That O line, I mean, man. the only time we probably had damn, a decent, a decent O line was two thousand fifteen at least, um, and that was basically our average defense, probably like a top. You know, if you say in a range of uh, you know, in a range of eleven and fifteenth ranked top on um, offense, you know, offensive line. I mean they were good. They did their thing except when they get to Denver, but everybody had problems with every offensive line had problems against Denver. You know, the Steelers had a god good, good offensive line and they had a problem against,
13: you know, Denver.
11: You know, you look at the Patriots, they had a good offensive line and they had problems against Denver. So you know it's not like that. So um, basically, I know everybody was saying like, yo, that's you know, especially in that um, in our Panthers town hall meet, uh, town hall meeting on Sunday, everybody's saying like, you know, some people say like we need the answers in the draft that we need to draft, um, especially when they were saying like drafting the offensive line in the first round, and I was like, no, I mean you can draft an offensive line in the first, you know, offensive lineman in the first round. But it, it basically, it all comes down to coaching. It comes down to scouting and coaching. Basically, you know, I don't know what it is about the whole scouting team throughout the years, but it has been bad on how they scout talent. You know, at times they scout talent. With the um with the offensive line, I mean, granted we had some pieces, but we, somehow the coaches couldn't, you know, have them be, you know, coach them right to be this group, you know, this top at least be a top ten offensive line. A top you know, 10? you're gonna be um,
5: We're like we can't even. Top, be a I top, mean, top 30, ten, top fifteen.
11: 30, 30 you know, line. you would love to see that. You love to see that every year, How about just a competing 20, in that top ten, top above, you know above top, 10, average. Top, 15 of top and top of offensive line. And we have
5: a, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. But the part that oh, is. Back.
4: Go ahead. What was that? Oh, I think I he was, was trying to play, to play another one. Um, on. I was just gonna say, yeah. I mean, it's again. I agree. Offensive line is still going to be. Uh, an issue. I don't know that we wait till the draft. Like, I, I, listen, i saying we're waiting till the draft to fix the problem is going to again, possibly ruin another quarterback's career in Sam Darnold. Like, I, I don't know that that's we've got to be able to, you know, I think coaching has to address it's, it. It's and we need to be able to fix like, this year. That's the thing is, like, I, I they've got to come up with some other like way of handling this to where Sam Darnold isn't taking this many hits. I know he's not running, but like, let's be honest, guys, he's taking as many hits as, as, uh, as Cam Newton did when he was here with a, maybe a slightly better offensive line, but he was running so much. He's like young.
5: This is a problem. He can handle it. He's got and, uh, to
4: handle
6: it. I was going to say, before we go, uh, is and it's relevant to what you were talking about, CK, uh, I think uh, Jeremy Fowler uh, put on Twitter uh, early NFL trade deadline buzz. Uh, he doesn't seem to think that the Panthers... Are done yet making trades this year. Uh, in fact, his exact words was uh Carolina already landed Stefan Gilmore and CJ Henderson, but it probably isn't done making moves. The Panthers want offensive line help, uh, which they've all but advertised publicly. The problem is teams don't want to give it. It was telling in the preseason when the Giants and the New England Patriots gave up a late round draft pick for Billy Price and blah blah blah. Offensive line depth is covered in league wide, but Carolina is one team to continue to watch. Then he mentions a terrible pass block rate uh, and that the Chiefs have a good O-line depth, but they have a league low seven sacks. So we might be yeah, doing the Chiefs some d O-line But I don't stuff. know if they
5: have good depth. Like, Didn't they do a rebuild entirely... So maybe they do. Maybe that's yeah, just a that's what I'm name. that's
6: what I'm saying, you know. I mean, Why wouldn't is they? Tony One guard is a, gonna help. But and who are you gonna trade? You're gonna trade? you gonna trade? You going to trade Hassan Reddick? I think you're probably trading Daquan Jones.
5: Or would it nah? They got the don't they have the good um
6: You have to trade someone defensive tackle? Already who? the guy who, who, that what, what, Jones
5: or something that you're That's a Daquan
6: Jones.
5: No, they God had, had a guy that Tennessee. was a good that they paid that was like a defensive tackle. Morgan Fox? No. That's on the Chiefs. The oh, Chiefs uh jo- Jones. Well, I thought you were the Panthers.
6: No. Jones? Uh I think Johnson like Jones. Whatever, yeah. But, yeah, Chris Jones. What well, if we Aaron. traded
5: Hassan Reddick? For who though? he's on a one-year deal no we give them hassan reddick i hate to do it because i think he's badass and i think that you know he likes playing with phil snow but we're gonna have to pay him this year like I mean, he's on a one-year deal he's only had 10 sacks in five games like you can get a lot for him
6: i mean would you really want to uh
5: I mean if you get a player that's gonna play multiple years and you don't gotta pay him and yeah, Hassan Reddick you're gonna have to pay to you have to man, you're gonna man. let Hassan Reddick either walk out the door or you gotta pay him big time money after this year. I mean you got you like two options, like you know? Yeah mm, I don't know. I mean oof, that's a tough question. Tough, tough. And I actually think about that as we go to the short call next. Who do you want to trade then? Cody Lack. Cody Lak.
18: Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm the captain. I'm the captain now. No. no 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 no. Uh, Listen to me. Listen to me, Cody Lak.
16: I'm
18: the captain. What? Uh I don't even know
5: what he's talking, talking about. Boyaka booya kabuya kaboyaka. Booyaka booya kabuya ka. booyaka. I love it. Next go Oh, yeah, this your boy,
11: JMC. yeah, look, again, I got one more thing to say, and that's, you know, I know people got upset about the whole Philly fans showing up at um, at the Carolina State, um, yeah. I think some of them say there's more Philly fans than Carolina fans. Some people say it was half and half. Some people say it was like 60, 40 Carolina, you know, problems, Carolina Panther fans and stuff like that. And I think people – you know, part of that is probably, you know, a little bit of the pandemic and stuff like that. Part of it is the Cam effect. Like, look, it's a lot. Cam brought a lot of fans to the, you know, I know people going to hate hearing this because it's about Cam Newton, but let's be real. Cam Newton brought a lot of fans, to, and, and, you yeah. know, to to Carolina, to the Carolina fan base. Let's be oh, honest, even say. though, what's the old girl name? Um, P.J. Walker, Baby Mama. Even if she was a Carolina Panther fan, then she became one where Cam Newton got drafted as. So, I, <laughs> I know people not, don't want to get a name, I but, you know, let's be honest. Cam brought a lot of, a lot of Panther fans, ground. you know, new Panther fans and stuff like that. And when they, Cam them, brought and they thought, here, wow, man, a lot of fans just didn't show up for these games and stuff yeah. like that. I think if they would have just drafted Justin Fields, hell, I think if they would have tanked for Trevor Lawrence, they would have had a um bigger outcome of Panther fans there, you know, okay, and we've be the same for a long
5: time. It's like okay, we'll tank for this, we'll tank for last season to um twenty twenty. All right, man, we appreciate the call. I want to ask you guys this: is that do you think that uh first we all? I think everybody agrees that Cam had a positive effect on uh fans on attendance and excitement. Everybody's gonna good point there. Um. Why is it that uh do you think that what do you guys think about the fan base? I'm I get irrit I'm tired of the I think uh fans are virtue signaling Cody to steal your repertoire about like oh Panther fans sell their tickets and this <laughs> that yo, oh we don't have a good culture. Of course we don't got a good culture. We ain't winning shit, number one. We ain't been winning shit for a minute. And number two, the PSLs, bro. Like, so what you have to do is you got to buy, you got to buy the seat, then you got to buy the season ticket. And then you didn't really want to go to half the games anyway, but you want to be a season ticket holder. You want to have that. So you buy all this shit. And then what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to, oh, Let me see what your colors you wear. No, you put them on StubHub, you put them on that, and then this you sell it. The PSLs are the reason that people sell their fucking tickets because you force people to buy tickets that only wanted, like, four tickets.
4: Well, keep in mind, too, again, if you notice anything, there are certain games. Yes, we did. uh, There are certain games you can look back on and you see, uh, uh, like, a lot of this. And a lot of times, it's NFC East matchups. The problem is again, and I talked about it last time, is this the the way the ownership prices these, like the face value, even for season ticket holders, anytime it's an NFC East matchup, guys, anytime it's an NFC East matchup, the base price is increased, meaning the ownership makes the decision to charge more. Now, what does that mean? Like, let's think about this from the base, all right? If you were a Panthers fan, and let's say you live in Charlotte, or let's say you don't you live anywhere, right? Well, you're gonna look at the price. You'd be like, "Oh, it's gonna be more to go see the Eagles than it is for me to go see the Patriots. It's gonna be more for me to go see the Eagles than it is the Vikings. It's gonna be more than me for me to go see the the Eagles than the New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Bucks, or the Atlanta Falcons. The division games are the same price as the regular base, but the NFC East are more." Like, of course, what you're going to do is you're going to outprice your your local teams because people are going to be like, all right, I'll just go to a different game that's technically cheaper, and then the people that actually are fans in that city of Philadelphia uh, or within the surrounding areas, they're going to be willing to pay that extra price. It is ownership's fault when this stuff happens, especially with NFC East matchups. It's their decision, and it's their right, but at the same time, you're losing home field advantage when you make that choice. They did not do any marketing research. And anybody who thinks about this from a logical standpoint can has nothing else but to be able to agree with that.
6: Yeah, and by the way, David Tepper cleared out all those new expensive luxury seats right behind the end zone just so that big money people in Charlotte can buy up those tickets and then resell them for double the price to their rich out-of-town friends. Mm-hmm. And, and again, Or give
5: them away as a tax credit. You know, man, like... Well, oh, listen,
6: a- you made the, you're made the one that made the point, Tony Dunn. As long as we have the system that we have right now, David Tepper has no incentive to change it because it's going to continue to put uh, money in his pockets. It's going to mean that officially it's uh, listed as a sellout Every time you look at the yeah, we've never, know, I, never I not had a release. sellout. Yeah, like we haven't. Overall, not, I mean, we sold out every game in our whole fans. history.
3: Yeah, sold, because be- we
5: pre-sold all the seats. Like that's, and you know, it's kind of a it's a brilliant idea from a ticket standpoint, but at the same time, is like, um, and also, why would they not want the PSL system to work? Right, like if you're an owner like you're get, you're basically becoming a small bank where somebody gave you a lump sum of money to hold and manage right like i mean like why you want psls going up if
4: you're the panthers you don't want them going down like you make more money well the problem is is like psl the, um, like if you i guarantee you if you go through the, the list of psl owners the amount that are actual businesses that own them. Oh, it's probably like 50%. Yeah. And so it's people that are. And then they give them away. They 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 give give them away or they'll actually be businesses where they make money off of reselling. Like there, there are a lot of people out there. Like I know one guy who has. Do you think so? Yeah. I had, I know a guy here in Roanoke who has season tickets to every single stadium in the NFL, every single one. And he sells every one of his tickets, every game. And he makes money oh, no. every year off of that. Like that's how, that's how he makes his income. It's doing that stuff. Like it's yeah. It's 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 quite entertaining to think I about. To say, but he
5: was loving that Cam coming back narrative, right? He right. was hoping he, he so. He, no, how about he, how those tickets looking now for the? Did the Pats win or lose to the Texans? Uh they, they won. won.
4: By three points. Came
6: back and they came
5: back and won. Oh, they wow. were they
6: were kind of lo- they were doing everything in their power to Poor lose. Poor David game, Culley. But, but the Houston Texans did more in their power that. to lose. Yeah, <laughs> Man, yeah obviously. <laughs> their power. All right, let's keep, keep going with the greater.
5: calls.
11: Oh yeah, this your boy Jayancy. Y'all yeah, up again? I got one. Sorry, yo guys. This what
1: is it? From up here in Mass. Well, I just wanted to address a lot of the. Uh, Negativity that I've seen on Panthers' pages and whatnot. First things first, Sam. Okay. Yes, he had a very shitty game on Sunday. There were some promising points, but he had a very shitty game. Okay.
5: Now. He had his worst game of the year. Before we this all go back that and say,
1: well, we should have gotten this guy. We should have gotten that guy. First off. Okay, why are we in the predicament that we were in to where we felt the need to go and get Sam, Dave, Tepper, and whoever else thought it was a good idea, okay, to cut Cam, mm. put the ball in motion to get us to this point, okay. Now, Cam is not. I will sit right here and now, say man. that I don't think Cam is the same player that he was back in two- even 2017, okay. Unfortunately, Ron Rivera and Ron Rivera alone ruined this man by not giving him a solid O line. Okay, and because of that, Cam started to to deteriorate over time, led us to him cutting him, us signing Teddy Bridgewater, who was a terrible fucking quarterback. I will say that, and I will continue to say that. And you're right. (laughs) Teddy obviously wasn't the guy. Led us to Sam. Now, Sam has a lot of development that he still needs to do, okay? He was under Adam Gage for three years, okay? He needs to develop as a player with a proper O-line. I've been adamant on that ever since we signed Sam. The fact that he came from New York with a trash O-line and went to Carolina, who has just as bad of an O-line or possibly worse at this point, okay? We did not do him any favors. So before everyone's real quick to jump on Sam's fucking whatever, okay? Okay. We need to put a solid O-line in front of him. I want to see what he will do over the next year and a half, okay? Especially next year, whenever we might have the chance to actually put some sort of O-line in front of him that will keep him safe. Okay, so that's first. I agree Secondly, with Secondly, okay, um, the whole, the fact that, you know, a lot of PSL owners are selling their tickets to, you know, away away fans, that sort of deal. There's nothing that you can do to actually control that. Nothing, nothing. Well, not have PSL. Right? While I do not, while I do not agree with it as much as it sucks, there's nothing that you can do about it. I'll be calling back in
5: getting. Um. So let's uh. We're gonna be keep pushing through with these calls quickly. Um. Man, obviously we flogged the offensive line thing. It is offensive. Um, I I want to see more of Sam Darnold. I'm okay with that. Like, I I want to see like I mean, he had his worst game of the year. Um, right. I mean that's a that's the truth. That's right? still on like him. Had, I mean, that... I mean, he just had a bad. And I don't want to dismiss it. I don't want to over criticize it. I don't want to under criticize it. Um, I do I, I do want to go to the Teddy thing for one moment. Is why is it the so we had Teddy Bridgewater? We gave him a three year deal. Uh, everybody's like, Oh, he's so plus smart, he knows everything about the Joe Brady system. Like, it was like, Oh, he's so smart at line. Why he goes to Denver, and all of a sudden they're like, He's praying with people in the center, he's doing prayers with people. Like, and then it's not about him being the smartest mug, it's like him being the greatest person in the world um are these storylines manufactured or did we miss the teddy bridgewater praying in the center of the field being the greatest leader we've ever seen no, we didn't miss it you know like why like why is all of a sudden for us it was just him knowing the joe brady system and the sean payton stuff and he was so smart and now it's about him uh being the greatest person and the Jesus-loving person.
6: By the way, let's have, let's have the same conversation in two weeks. Let's see how Teddy Bridgewater and the Denver Broncos continue to look going forward, or if it's the same old Teddy Bridgewater over there that we thought we had over here, too, man. Mm, I know. Again, dude, it's... I mean, if you watch uh, his uh, games, it's still the same Teddy man. Bridgewater.
3: Like, yeah. It, it,
4: it's, it, the difference here is that Like they're going from a scenario where Drew Locke was throwing tons of interceptions and he wasn't really taking that step forward. And they're basically, they had the same, they're looking at uh, Teddy Bridgewater with the same rose colored glasses that we're looking at Sam Darnold with right now. Like we're like, give him a shot. He could be an answer. Like a lot of us thought that maybe Teddy Bridgewater could overcome what we thought were some limitations, but he never did. Right. And we found that out. He drives a
5: Prius. Oh, wait. He drives a creepy ass van.
6: Or minivan. I know. Has a bag of candy that I'm sure he hands out to yes. kids all it's... creepy-like and shit. Oh, I can't
5: get with that. Anyway, all right. next, next call. call.
9: Hey, Tony.
5: What's up, Chuck? Hey,
9: guys. It's Chuck from the City, pissed. a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. I'm still not over this Eagles loss. <laughs> it's hard sad. for me to even get excited about the Minnesota I game. I see very similar teams. A team we lost a game to last year that we should have won. Thank you, Mister Bridgewater. DJ, more about it the end. But anyway, <laughs>
5: this is sad. This is sad I've as I've Eagles ever game has just
9: got me. Uh, I'm madder than a piano player in a marching band. <laughs> it's got me so salty. I, I, I'm madder than a, a mosquito in a warehouse full of mannequins. I'm just a little <laughs> ill, and it's just one of them games. I think they'll come back and bite us in the butt for losing. You're right, Joe. Posting a playoff game or just even getting in the wild card or whatever it might be. Hard game to let go of.
5: You're right. You but can't anyway, lose guys, this game. I hope you got to sure win this one.
9: Positive tonight um, because there is some positive things going on with this team.
5: Poor God, man. He said, what do he say? I'm a madder than a mosquito in a mannequin factory. Or, and the <laughs> other one was what? I'm uh, madder
6: than a piano player in a marching band. <laughs>
5: that's a good one, man. I ain't never heard uh, that before. All right, let's keep going. Hey, hey,
18: hey.
8: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know who the fuck it is. Buika, 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 What's up, fellas? It's Tuesday night.
18: Motherfucker C3. Podcast, baby, what's good, fellas? Tony, I need about three to four calls, man. I got a lot to say, I got a lot of Gee, baby,
6: it's almost 12, bro. Jackson, man.
18: oh, my god! I don't know if you guys watched that game last night, but oh my fucking god, man!
6: Yeah, Lamar's a He looks
18: like a young Cam Newton in his prime, all that running around, just. Doing everything he can to get the fucking dub. That looks like Cam Newton, man. Like, and you want to know what's Dude. crazy, boys? Everyone wants to say, oh, Lamar Jackson can't, 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 can't throw. I mean, my God, I can't tell. Motherfucker can throw the ball better than Sam Darnold. I can tell you that. Motherfucker got a be- a better deep, uh deep ball than Sam Donald, I can tell you that. I just want to start off with that. Now, on to Dante fucking Jackson being a top five corner in the NFL. This
7: boy to is everywhere boy. with
18: this combo. I genuinely think that Dante Jackson is top five corner in the hey, NFL. Man. Um now I want to talk about Sean Chandler and Sam Franklin being special team players. We can't win with that in the secondary. We just cannot win with them rotating these guys out and them being on the secondary. They're special team players for a reason. They shouldn't be on the fucking field. Next C.J. Henderson should be a full-time starter. He should be a full-time starter. He should be on the field with Dante Jackson and A.J. Boye full-fucking-time. I am i don't want to see Sean Chandler or Sam, Sam Franken or even that Melvin guy. I don't want to see those guys on, <laughs> on the field. Right. During <laughs> sets. I just don't want to see it. And I'm going to talk about Chuba fucking Hover, man. He is mm. balling out. He is playing his balling. ass off, oh, man. Oh, and I feel much. like with now the he's way he's playing, rich. if he can play like that, within a few more years, we can slide Christian McCaffrey to the slot receiver, and that will only prolong his career. Wow. One running well, back once said, Reggie Well, that's Bush, what we're hoping, right?" He said, if, "If he could go back in time, he would. Towards the end of the later, the later end of his career, he would switch to to, to slot receiver just so he could prolong his career. And I think Christian McCaffrey should definitely, definitely do that. So." uh, Oh, I'm
4: about to get cut. Oh, Is this
5: boy. the most reserved uh, G-Baby call I love ever.
4: G-Baby's takes tonight.
5: I love G-Baby's takes all the time. I always find that there's some kind of secret wisdom G-Baby, in G-Baby's takes. Like he, people get overwhelmed by his emotion and his passion. Uh, but at, at there's some kind of secret deep something we can mine off of it. Tonight was the most reserved G baby in the world, and CK, you actually were feeling it.
4: Yeah, I mean, like, listen, there's a couple of things uh, I I don't know about saying Dante Jackson's top five i mean it's possible but I yeah that's a little
5: rich for me you know but i do believe dante jackson he's playing great this year i will give him that like he He is is. playing playing fantastic
4: my my opinion of dante jackson uh in previous years remains the same i'm not going to be able to change my opinion of what i saw from him in the previous years but i'm telling you this year he is changing my opinion on him as a player um I, i it brings up a question that i'd like to ask because I don't know that we have the will or the capability of re-signing him at the at the, at the the level that he's playing this game right now, right? The only way I can see that happening is if, number one, Chuba Hubbard decides to continue to ball out, right? And then now all of a sudden Christian McCaffrey's value on this team starts to plummet a little bit. Oh, then all of a sudden maybe now there's a that. trade option for, for Christian McCaffrey. We have a little bit of room for Dante Jackson.
5: How about this? Is are you going to be able to pay Dante before you're going to be, be able to pay DJ?
4: They both come up at the same time.
5: I know that's what I'm saying. It's like oh, yeah. I mean, like to well, me, those no, are the no. questions. Like, yeah. are you want to pay Dante or you no, want to no. play pay DJ? And like at this DJ. point with DJ. DJ right now, I'm I'm thinking like he is the dude to pay. And I'm not trying to shit on Dante. Been fantastic. Right. I agree. But I if I you're... had, like the two, who are you gonna pay, CK?
4: I mean, you gotta pay DJ. I mean, you got JC think, Horn and yeah. CJ Henderson on on uh, CJ Henderson on their rookie contracts right now. I, I mean I'm with like, you. Like I don't think being a I really don't just can't see a justification for paying Dante over DJ right I now. I think
5: uh Dante might be playing himself out of Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> like and that might be what he wants. <laughs> so good at this point where it's like we have some other financial questions that we're going to have to answer. And I just don't know if he's going to be the top of the top on that list. Uh, right. But I think uh, DJ's having a, uh, Dante's having a fantastic season here. I'm pretty sure G-Baby wants more.
18: It's G-Baby. And I think we this need to go like, sign you know, Earl His Thomas. girl must Why be the asleep beside not,
5: him. Scott, he's like calling, calling underneath
18: the covers. Fucking Seattle. Go get Earl Thomas. We do not have the type of safety play to be a championship defense, man. We just don't. We're not we don't have to no one Thomas, that can dude. come up and knock the shit out of people. Like that Earl Thomas that was no fucking that the girl with, with his, his brother. And I feel um, like we could. I'll tell you why we're not getting Earl Thomas. On just a one year deal. Or even Trey Boston. Bring Trey Boston back to fucking Carolina. It's a lot better than what the fuck we have. Or why not Eric Reed? Someone, a motherfucker that came up and can stop the run and oh, still can defend out on the fucking pass, and I think we should go sign uh, Mitchell Schwartz, man. On Instagram, there was a, a Panther, a Panther post, and he he said he posted a picture of Mitchell Schwartz, and then he said, "Bring him to Carolina." And Mitchell Schwartz commented underneath that fucking post and put both hands up, like, "Why the fuck not?" That's a Pro Bowl Did you tackle. see how skinny I, I, he was? I play Madden religiously. I've never seen Mitchell Schwartz. And he was at, at a Jaguars game. And he plays right tackle.
7: Titans game. Why not forget him?
18: Now I want to talk about Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore is a Hall of Fame type of player, man. He's a straight, pure technician. Stephon Gilmore, as of right now, is a 98 on Madden. If we want to <laughs> hey, prolong his career, why not move him to fucking 360? Shit, Charles Woodson did, did it. Devin McCourty did it to prolong their careers, and they lied to that shit. And I definitely think he could. Or why not switch A.J. Boye to free safety? But well, we've got to get that safety position in control. Because if we don't, they're going to continue to run the fucking ball. I want to talk about Hassan fucking Riddick. My God, that boy's bad, man. Nonstop mortar. Gee,
9: man, you keep playing on like on that, fire, you can get
18: whatever fucking contract you want, Hassan. Blue collar player playing his playing his fucking sacks hard on two out.
7: plays. Playing
18: his fucking hard out. I have nothing but respect for fucking Hassan Riddick. Now I think DJ Moore should be in the first one that we should resign. Dante Jackson and then Hassan Riddick. They should all three of them should all get their extensions. I don't mm. give a fuck.
6: Now That's I want to talk money.
18: about Taylor Moton being at left tackle and then Brady Christensen being at right tackle. That should not be it, boys. Taylor Moulton should stick to his right tackle position, and Brady Christian should stick to the left tackle. Take G-Baby like on fire, man. Next time you I wipe your ass, wipe it with the opposite hand you write with, and you're going to see what the results are going to be. They're totally different, boys. It sucks, totally G-Baby.
5: So I broke no,
18: my – I think we should trade for Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner. Trade guys. for Andrew Bring Norwell. those boys back to Carolina. Bring, we need some fucking dogs. We need to, to
5: trade trade life, our, um,
4: we need friends, to trade for Dillard. We need to
5: trade for cats that are still on that rookie deal. But G Baby is right. He was right. He's been G Baby uh, was calling underneath the covers. His his beautiful girlfriend beside him probably, and he was Okay. He's like, I can't be as crazy as I usually get, but he is right. I broke my thumb on my dominant hand. I'm lefty. I'm a lefty, and I had to have surgery. Shit was, and guess what? I had to try, I had to wipe my ass for eight weeks with the opposite hand. Careful, Tony. Mama's in the chat. Oh, yes, she is. Mama's here. Uh, I had to wipe my butt. Backside is not easy, like he is saying. And I'm just trying to say, G baby, is right here. And this mm-hmm. is just not that easy to... Yeah, you know, and you do it, and you get it done, just like Taylor Moten got it done as well. I agree with him. Brady Christensen... I just think, look, I, I'm not going to be um down on Taylor Moten and his performance because one outing with very few reps... I thought he would and he's the best guy on the field. Like that's what we're going to go crazy about? Here's I agree. Um, G baby was just going down the list. G baby's got a know lot of if I, I, I I care about his free free agent signings at the safety. I and do Earl think Stefan yeah. Gilmore could be cool as a safety in the future. Do you think yeah. that? I just don't that's, think this you year see, is where you you've seen
4: a lot of corners make that transition like when they they've gotten like it's similar to the same transition larry fitzgerald made from being a wide out to more of a slot receiver like you you do that to prolong your career a little bit same thing with moving to safety um you know if you're if you're a cornerback i think that can help a little bit but here's my uh my thoughts the earl thomas thing number one there is no chance in hell we'll ever be able to sign him and i'll give you one reason why why we don't even
5: want to See, do we
4: i i don't know i mean I, at this point in time we don't i mean we do have a, a lack of safety safety depth uh, depth but um the reason that we would never be able to sign him even if people want him is you've got to remember what happened when scott fitterer was in seattle and on earl thomas's last year in seattle earl thomas hates seattle he hates that office. Oh, he hates... yeah. Remember when he gave the finger? Exactly. Yeah. So Man. we're not, I mean, as much as that, you know, uh, some people might like
6: you know that idea.
5: Earl Thomas says he, when was the last time he played? Well, hey, when to did... their
6: credit, that he hasn't played. He was in talks of being signed by Dallas by a lot of other. He was people. he
5: was with the Ravens for a second, right? Yeah, and but then he then had they that didn't thing with him. his brother, where his girlfriend. He also got. Do you remember
6: into a that? I do, but he also got into a fight with somebody on that team. My
5: mom's here. I can't talk about and the details of that. And apparently, apparently,
6: nobody wanted him on the football team. Like, apparently, he was like toxic in the locker. Room. I'm just telling you what I heard just on the internet. Uh I I think you know maybe they knew something about him that that we didn't he's
5: old know. too. That's like old news for me. Yeah.
6: I view him just like I do Richard. Short.
5: I I haven't even heard his name in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like who knows if he's like I mean you wanna name.
6: like we might as well be talking
5: about Eric Reed or as he said Erica Reed. Uh next call
19: hey guys it's Joey um, I just wanted to say what I said on my call. One of my calls in the post game, the one that did not get played, because I had three. Um, well, I wanted to say that Sam Darnold is
11: the I mean, best quarterback bad, ever.
19: He's gonna have a bad game every once in a while, especially when I mean, you can't ask this dude to do like. Remember where, what he came from, okay? It's a lot to ask the dude to uh to do with uh by the way, Noam McCaffrey,
6: a shit oh offensive
19: God. line and excuses, you know, every very here, much just
5: excuses.
19: Stuff like that. So it's a lot to ask for him right now. Could he do it at some point? I think next year, I think in a year or two in a year or two he'll be the quarterback that If this game were in a year or two with Sam Darnold under this system, I think we would have won. I think Sam Darnold would have had a decent game. But, I mean, you have to ask yourself, I mean, Sam Darnold's comparison because he left that jackass, Adam Gase. Look who he has. He has Derrick Henry. Could he do what he does without Derrick Henry? I don't know, and they've got some issues right now. Well, they've had a lot. Really well yeah, you know? I mean, they kind of look better than us, but, I mean, I'm sure Titans fans, if there are any in here, because they're a rare breed, okay? I was in a hotel in Raleigh, and this lady told me she was a Titans fan, and I was like, go figure, you don't see those every day. But, yeah, <laughs> if there are any in here, they might tell you. That they, is the they, best They might joke. have similar things to say, but. The blind I think Sam dude. Darnold is not a finished product. I think we still got some work to do on him. I think he's that cheap ass fixer upper house that has so much potential and he's already showing some of it. But not all of it. It's not done yet. Anyway, guys.
5: I have to hear this joke one more time. Did you hear it? I mean, don't
19: see those every day. But yeah, Listen to this. don't figure you don't see those every day. Cause they're a rare breed. Okay. I was, in, was oh. better than us, but I mean, I'm sure Titans fans, if there are any in here, cause they're a rare breed. Okay. I was in a hotel in Raleigh and this lady told me she
5: was a Titans fan. And I was like,
19: don't figure. You don't see those every day. <laughs> but
8: yeah, if there are
5: Joey, the Black Panther, uh, in the, Hotel Bobby said to a Titans fan, "You don't see those every day." <laughs> the best it, joke I've ever I, the blind guy telling you that that <laughs> is so funny, Joe. We probably round. Oh man, that made my night. Joe it. is Ooh. the man. three uh, is JD
11: fifty four. Justin, what's up, bro? In, get my opinion on uh, so the whole funny. Joe Brady talk. I was on. Uh, I called in on. Uh, P's podcast yesterday and uh, spoke on it a little bit. All in all, I wouldn't be upset if Brady goes and gets a head coaching job. Because at this point, um, I really want a new OC because Brady hasn't shown me anything to make me believe that he's that wonder kid people spoke him up to be. Um, you look at guys like Sean McVay, um, I can't think of the, the 49ers head coach. Nor Shan- Turner to, to a degree You look at like These oh. premier Offensive coordinators Andy Reid When they know they have a weak link they, They're they able to scheme around it The weak link on offense For us has been the O-line And it's, it was the weak link Last year And it's gotten weaker this year Brady does not seem to be able to comprehend That his play calling Needs to adjust not for how the game is flowing, but for the lack of talent that the offensive line doesn't possess. You can't be calling plays that, that require the receivers to run long developing routes when you know your O-line can't hold up long enough for those receivers to get open. Like the O-line's lack of, lack of ability to block, not only is it affecting Sam, it's affecting our receivers. Sam's been picked off, if I'm not mistaken, four times when he's targeting DJ. And each one of the routes DJ's been running has been some curl hook shit, like where he's just sit in the corner sitting right behind him, waiting like yeah. the moment Sam on comes up, he's breaking on the ball because he knows, yo, you can't run past me because if you do, your quarterback is going to get sacked. And Brady,
3: 100%. as an offensive
11: coordinator, needs to understand this and scheme around that shit. There's plays out there for him to, to to do that, and 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 maybe once the old line the the defense knows that they can't just get after Sam like that, they can hit some deep shots or take some shots just to keep the defense honest. Brady has yet to show me that he's capable of say of of taking on the fly, if you want to say. True. So if he gets a head coaching job, power to him. And I would hope that Rule brings in an offensive coordinator that actually can get the best out of this offense. It's not simply about getting the best out of Sam. It's about getting the best out of the offense. Um, It's not gonna happen this year. I don't, it's it's not gonna happen until next season at best. Um, Like I said in the comments, the best thing about how... Is
5: that it? Um, um, Hey Cody. Hold on. So we have There's a bunch of repeat calls. Yeah, and that's it. All right, uh, we're only doing. No, we're listen, trying to go through them.
6: I 100 I agree with you, Justin. Um, I and listen, it, his ability to adjust has been, I, I think, one of the reasons why we performed so poor in the third quarter. I think a lot of it has to do with the offensive line too. But I mean, listen, we've we've all been pretty fair about this. There's enough blame to go around. Like, I don't think that you're going to see the best out of Joe Brady and what he's capable of doing until we get this offensive line fixed. Um, I think it's worse than it was last year. A lot of us do. And it's starting to frustrate Robbie Anderson. And listen, I know I haven't talked about it much yet, but I like the fact that Robbie Anderson got pissed off on the sideline. At least we know that these guys care and they want to be put in the best possible situations to win football games. And if they feel like they're not getting that accomplished, yeah, they're going to take umbrage with it. They're going to get pissed off. So um, we definitely need to see some more inventive play calling. I just don't know if that's going to get any better until um, until we fix this crazy offensive line situation, which hey, we might be in consideration for some more trades. Uh, or we might just play our young players that are already on the football team. Hey, man. what's that having one guard going to do?
5: Anyway, let's keep going. Hey, Cody. So we have a
19: post-game show on Halloween uh, because we play the Falcons that day. Ooh. I dare you Spooky. to dress up as Ed Ogeron <laughs> and talk like him. so. <laughs> <laughs> i dare you like even doing the shout outs talk like that dude the entire show dude and dress up like him for halloween
6: Trying to get you into we cosplay, gotta get dude.
19: you like a 20
8: year old wow, girlfriend wow.
6: joey Please, uh, i'm not i'm i'm not uh cutting my hair like that was wrong i don't feel uh, comfortable putting on an lsu shirt that would feel just ew, nasty but uh wow it's I on pretty fire damn tonight. Good. I it's good, good calls tonight, I that to Let's myself. keep
5: going. Let's keep going. <laughs> hey,
12: guys, I usually try to come in positive, but I came in salty and I was complaining about the team and the fans. But I was in the car with two Eagles fans, to be fair. But, you know, they kind of got me back because I was at their house, decked out in Panthers gear when the Panthers beat the Eagles in 2018. But that's not the point. Anyways, it's going to start out a little negative, but it's going to get more positive. From there, you know, I got, I got some advice. I'm not just coming here with complaints, you know. I have some solutions. I also want to ask y'all what y'all think. But anyways, so I'm gonna draw a quick comparison to the Hurricanes. Like, when the Hurricanes sucked in 2014, nobody cared. They're pretty mediocre. Like, let's say there's, I've seen a stadium less than 10,000 people in it. Let's say it's a Penguins game. That stadium's 50-50, easy. Penguins, Hurricanes fans. But it's not just like, it's that's okay. If you, I want everybody, I want the seats to sell. I want people to come to the game. But like. I felt like the louder the Penguins fans would cheer, as long as it was a good game. Like, the Hurricanes gave it right back. Like, you could feel tension in the stadium. Like, you could feel, like, like people were trying, like, people got up for the game. Like, people knew, like, this was a big deal, and everybody was, like, fighting back. Like, they didn't just get up and roll over. This is when they sucked. And, you know, I'm at the Panthers game yesterday, and we're up 15-3. to And not only is it, like, people don't cheer on, like, let's not even just say third down, but defense in general, people like just don't cheer i did not care about the standing up that's part although i like to stand so up up up. And, down, but
5: like, and just cheer just clap on I don't the know. right not downs just people don't folks care. it's
12: like yeah i feel like i'm a nuisance to the other people around me when i don't feel <laughs> like i feel like people are almost like wow this guy's being annoying right now like i don't yeah, feel like, like and, and you know i think other people kind of share that share that view with me and that's not from talking about, just sitting in the Eagles game, like, we had some Panthers fans, and they were pretty quiet, and, like, this guy was in front of us, and I guess he was his girlfriend, suck-up family or something. And, like, the as the game went on, like, I was kind of quieter at first, because I was like, no, I, have to do like, I don't want to be like that guy. But it's, by the end, I was like, fuck it, I am going to be that guy. We're, fuck it. You paid and, to like, be the there. I cheer, they
5: the need the you. I
12: cheered with me. Like, if we can just get more of that energy in there, like, more people will join. But I feel like you don't, like – you walk into Bank of America and you don't feel that in Like I want to be, I want to be a hard stadium to play in. I want to be, you know, I want it to be tough to come to Carolina. But people just walk in here, and like any team that's from the north or has, you know, a lot of people who move down here, like we get overrun every single time. But here's my advice. Here's my advice. I want everybody to come in. If you're able to go to a Panthers game or two, then come in and don't be. Hey, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna cheer and fuck you. If you don't, come in like, hey, I want to cheer. I want to get loud. I'm excited to be at the Panthers game. And, you know, if the people, like, get upset around you or anything like that, you know, Fuck just, them. like, positive vibes only. You want to bring people up. It should be, I would Well, yeah, cheer. positive
5: vibes. It's, it's a positive a F Panthers game. We
12: should be having a fun, we should be having a it's good a, time. Look,
5: this is, a, let me give a fan's advice. Is like, the whole reason we, uh, any of this matters is because we care about it. Right? right. Like, I mean, if you think about it, it's a game. Like, actually, none of it matters. Like, your mortgage matters more. <laughs> your right. job matters more. Your family matters more. Your soul matters more. But we choose to make this important. Right. Like, I mean, if you're at a sporting event, you chose to make it important in your life. So, if you went to that game with a rooting interest, Which I don't know why you like. I mean, even if I went to a game of two teams I didn't care about, I feel like I would choose a team to kind of be rooting for. So here's the whole thing that's the whole point. The whole reason it's a multi billion dollar industry is because we cheer and we have fun. Your whole point is to have a good time. So as long as you're not being a jerk to other people, like directly. Your whole point is to have a good time at these games. That's number 1. Great. Number 2, with fan etiquette, whatever the team you're cheering for is this, on th- when your team is on defense, on third down, you cheer. That's what you do. That's the down to be loud on. Save it. Don't be cheering during the timeouts. Don't be cheering like that's the time to be cheering. Oh, wait, when your team's on offense, be quiet on third down. Like, I mean, there's just, it's very simple. Like, you don't even have to be the craziest person in the stadium, but clap on third down on defense, folks. Have fun at a game, and don't be a jerk to someone else who is having a good time at a game cheering for their team. As long as they're not being mean and rude to you,
6: like, that's the whole point. That's the whole dang point. But when do Panther and, fans learn this shit? It seems simple. It's very simple.
5: Like, it's I mean, no, it's, so it's, simple, like it's not. Simple. Like, I feel like I would teach a child this. Like, so if, we, what we, we, have to if do? we took a baby, like a three year old, to a game, we'd say, You see a three up there?
3: Cheer! <laughs> you
6: know? You know? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's so simple. We keep on having the same conversation. About how we better the fan base and get fans to be better. Let's go have fun, yeah, dude. You want to know something? Don't feel, but don't be
5: apologetic about it. I don't think the caller was being apologetic. I At first, I very much respect anybody who is mature enough, because I have not been mature enough in many times to where I'm the person that's a little bit too much. But like, if you pay two hundred dollars, you better go have fun.
4: Yeah, the uh, the funny thing that I will say is like I've had somebody who's joined me where their first um, NFL game they've ever been to, they've always gone to like West Virginia games or Virginia Tech games, and they came to the Panthers game and they were like they laughed because our fan base does not know how to cheer, like like he was talking about like number one, just screaming at the top of your lungs does nothing. Like it actually you lose so much more sound by doing that. He was like you go to college games, they've got it like to a to a down pat, like, like the chants,
5: that, yeah. At certain times, yeah. And like, it's, there's not, a culture it's not cultural chanting, yeah. It's and, not oh, about- and and not to overtly interrupt her. I'm a interrupter, obviously. But that's what? Why do you think we were? Everybody was pissed about the keep pounding chant, yeah. Like because you know, the five people that knew how to cheer were like, "Hey, this is the one organized cheer we have. and you want to take it, it away?" away? <laughs> <laughs> but we're not it, even it, good at cheering and you take away the one pre-k teacher telling us how to cheer anyway uh, let's keep going all right this is part two this is
12: gonna be real quick just to finish this up but like you know we'll come in and i don't care how many people show up to the stadium there can be a lot of empty seats but i want the people there to care and that's what i always thought about the hurricane have have, like, people folks. who there Cared even when we didn't have, and it's a small arena and stuff like that. But I know Bank of America can get loud. I've been there. I don't want to be. I've seen it get loud in the playoffs and big games. But all I want to say is just come in, like you know what, you're just gonna to have to. You're gonna to have to be okay with failure. You're, you know, every once a quarter, I try to start a keep pounding chant. And does that fail almost every time? Yes. But you know what? You're gonna to have to take some L's. You're gonna to have to be in some awkward situations. You're just gonna have to, you know. But A lot of fans are gonna pull up. So, if, because I, you know, I want to end this uh, call on the most positive note. I want to give a shout out to all the people I do see cheering. All the people I do see cheering up. Because I'm telling you, you just gotta be, you just gotta be willing to fall flat sometimes. It's gonna be some awkward times. But if you just keep pounding and keep on going, like we can fucking, we can change it. All it takes like you know, by the end of that game, I was cheering, and there was one more Panther. It was only one guy, but there was one more Panther fan cheering. It wasn't really cheering at the beginning of the game.
8: That's all I'm saying.
12: We got to go in positive vibes only. I want to cheer. I want to see our team go to, do good. I want to have a good time at a Panthers game. Come cheer with me. Keep pounding, bull. <laughs>
5: he said, come Keep cheer pounding. with me. I mean, like, is there anything, like, who's going to be the person in the chat room that says no to that? Jesus. Okay. God, my mom's still in here. She's Catholic. She's going to be like, you shouldn't have said the word Jesus unless you were praying to him. And she's right. But just when you're there, you might as well have a good time.
6: No doubt. Yeah, if you're going to be at a football game. I mean, like anywhere,
5: like wherever you go. Like, you mean like you're just going to be here and be miserable? You might as well have a good time while we're on this podcast. Might as well have a good time. That's like the whole point. And if you only went to cheer when they win, then I hate to tell you, you better find a new hobby. Because you ain't seen our offensive line. It's a <laughs> <country>. Next call. <laughs> hey, boys.
2: It's KB. What's going on? Hey, so on. I'm not on here tonight to talk, you know, over and over again about how bad the O-line is or how good Sam Darius may or may not be but i want to ask you guys what what are we going to do in the off season or i mean actually what are we going to do by the trade deadline um my my question what i want to propose is a brief discussion on between Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore and Dante Jackson who do we sign because obviously Robbie Anderson we just re-signed him right so we have him but what do we do with those three players if people were to come to us uh willing to give us graphics um you know i'm a little concerned that we're not gonna be able to pay you know dante jackson uh d and dj moore i mean there's just there's just no way i don't think that can be possible so unless you ship off robbie anderson which you i don't think you're really able to do the only other person would be dj moore and Dante Jackson, I, I, I don't know. Who do you want to keep more? Is it DJ Moore or, or is it Dante? Um, who would you rather keep? Um, because, I mean, I'm telling you what, man. trades going to start coming in here real soon, We're um, getting up to the deadline. And now more than ever is going to be the time to get the best value out of either one of those guys, DJ or Dante. Um, but Robbie's not looking too happy right now in Carolina either. So um, just wanted to kind of throw that out there. I'd like to hear a. A unique, different discussion besides something just O line, you know. <laughs> All right, guys. I might call back <laughs> in here later after listening a little bit. Who knows? Um,
5: who do we sign? Who do we trade? I mean, I jump
4: think, in. I think you sign uh, DJ Moore, and you I, before the trade deadline. I could see maybe. I I don't know. I I don't. I don't know that you trade. You, I mean, you can't trade any of them you know, really, because they're all in one-year deals and you're not going to trade them before the trade deadline because this is not a lost season, right? I think they have a high hope for what this season can be Um, and, uh, you know, why else trade uh, for, for Stefan Gilmore outside of the, you know, getting the extra, you know, a better round pick for him. But um, I don't know, man. I, I, I think you signed DJ Moore. And honestly, here's the thing. I think you signed DJ Moore. Not that I want this to happen. You signed DJ Moore, Hassan Reddick and Dante Jackson, and you trade Christian McCaffrey, especially if Cuba Hubbard continues to do well.
6: Can I give you a very not popular answer? Uh, As long as Christian McCaffrey is a part of this team, DJ Moore is a little bit redundant because he's never going to be the main part of our offense. It's always going to be Christian McCaffrey. So are we really going to pay DJ Moore number one wide receiver money? Are we making yeah. DJ more the highest-paid wide receiver in no, the NFL? No, I don't the, think, you think that's what he's gonna ask for. The, but listen, um, you don't know that he's not. I mean, what? do what you I don't you, think what I would give him for?
5: that money even if we didn't have Christian McCaffrey.
6: I mean, my, my I, point would, being, I would I would try to re-sign
5: him, but I would be trying to pay him like the Devont. What was the Devontae Adams or? A, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, he, a yeah, he bad is bad a top, top receiver, nothing. but he ain't the top top.
6: Yeah, but like, he's not like telling he's a top him 10, that, man. Yeah. Don't, no, no one goes into the contract negotiations and they're like, yeah, I think I'm top 10. Give me top 10 money. Sure. No, I mean, that. no, no. I mean, it's I would, I would want
5: him to ask for the most. But, I mean, like, I think it would be almost ridiculous if we didn't give, like, do you think he would turn down like top eight money? I mean, I don't know what that exact number is with inflation for year to year, but like, I mean, I don't. Do you think that um, DJ needs a record setting contract?
6: I mean, do you I think I just, someone I don't, else I would don't. give
5: him the record setting. I think he would want a five year deal, like something that really is good, like a great deal. And you to lie about that, it's going to be expensive. I think this is that I, I think if we pay Dante, we're going to have a little overpay maybe like, because it's a free agent signing. I think if you pay DJ, you're going to pay a top, top number. Like you said, I don't know if it's an overpay, probably be adequate and fair. I think the easy, the best person to trade. And sadly, I don't want to say it, because I love him to death is Hassan Reddick. Is right now the numbers are so dope.
4: But how do you like, trade I mean, him if he's on a one year deal? Like that's what oh, I'm that's saying.
5: Everybody, most of the time, that's who people end up trading. They're trying to make a splash right now. They're trying to make a win. Like you, they need somebody right this second.
4: They're not like that-
5: trying to pay him for the long haul.
4: Yeah, but a lot of times the people that trade those people away are are ones that maybe aren't necessarily in contention for playoff. That's a great
5: point. That's a great point. Like, you don't want to trade away your asset when when he's been our best player on defense.
4: On the defensive line, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Period. I would say arguably period, man. Like, he's been fantastic. All right, let's get through these last two calls.
9: Hey, Tony, Cody, CK. Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. You know, I, I, I know top. we knew the biggest weakness we had this year was our offensive line. We knew that. and we Also it the for time. the
5: last eight years.
9: Man, this offensive <laughs> line is so atrocious. The guard play, no push. The press that, that we get up front on pass plays, we can't throw into the ball. And the center pair, this, this guy, is to hear White hit on the offensive side of the ball. And he he uh, caught him uh, to uh, hear Whitehead. <laughs> so mean. Manila, all fans. We can't get anything done in the first game. Yeah, we look great. And and I hate to replay.
5: We got quiet. Head, we got calm game. GBay and so G-bay being sad. Robbie Chuck.
9: Anderson. That's a couple more inches. As the Eagles defensive player made a hell of a play. But if Robbie catches that ball, if it gets to it, and we score, and we're not even having this conversation.
5: It's ifs and buts and candies and nuts and this and that and this. And hey, guys, it's Chuck from the City, a.k.a. A
9: sports Guy. Oh. If I got to hear one more freaking rant about bringing freaking Eric Reed or Trey Boston or Mitchell Sports back <laughs> with the people that call in on this show, Trying to bring a bunch of weight uh, We got it. He went One thing sad, with Cam sir. to bring in his wardrobe back in here and Joseph in the dream coat, seven colors, or whatever the freak it's called. But to bring every freaking loser back, I tell you what, let's do this. It all let's all fire players. Chase Blackburn as our special teams coach, and let's let Chase Blackburn play on the offensive line. How about doing that?
5: I I feel like anybody could play on the offensive line and it would be less offensive. I also agree with you is like, I want, I'm not ready to call these dudes losers. Like they were cool. Like five years ago. Like I'd be excited about, uh, Eric Reed four years ago. I'd be excited about Earl Thomas or what What is that? Who it was five years ago. Yeah. Um, um. All right. Um. We've flogged the horse. The calls have been great. Um, we got, them we got all? one. Yeah. We're done. I ain't taking no more calls. It's over. We gotta go. All right. We gotta yeah. go. But we got ice and fools up. Um. We got uh tomorrow night. Um. We got the beat check. Uh. Nick Carboni. Um. We also have debate. My take where Cody and I. Head to head. I'm telling you. Like I'm gonna take him. He's gonna be on this hill dying, and I'm gonna kill him up there. I'm gonna Damn. kill him on this hill. I'm
6: gonna take Tony out behind the woodshed, <laughs> like old yeller, and put him. this old timer down because uh. of the good old days is behind him, y'all.
5: Debate my take tomorrow. Um, the beat check. We've got the Madden uh simulations we've got the friday freak for all man it's all done but now we gotta ice some fools up um does anybody got a good ice up pick i got i mean i got a pick it's not great but i got one pick all right i'll go first then since i'm asking y'all i'm floating it out there um my deb- uh my ice up pick goes to um I was at uh this restaurant' I was taking my kids to dance back and forth. We're gonna wait cute pretty girls working whatever, and they make their living sort of off of being pretty and this and that serving you you know and this pretty girl was wearing crocs how you gonna be wearing I'm sorry. First of all, I ice up all y'all fools and crocs, period. They ain't my joints. Second, girls and crocs that are trying to make them, it's like this. I like, you get the 10%. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's messed up. It's messed up. Actually, it wasn't my waitress. And I always tip 20 unless you're bad. But gosh, <laughs> crocs are bad, number one. Girls and crocs are worse. That's my ice subject. They are worse.
6: CK, you got one?
4: Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be... um, I I talked about it earlier. Um, I mean, how do you not ice up John Gruden at this point in time? I mean, like, listen... you can make the argument it was 10 years ago or any of that but you know if you read it back and you still still look at it like and, and you cringe at it like the way that I think we all do like i mean you know 10 years ago you did the same thing like I, I i and by no means was i defending him earlier right with saying like i don't think he's a bad person i think that we all just say stupid shit like that's human nature but i mean guys you got to think about it like we live in a world where where trolling is acceptable almost. And right now we like the fact that we feel like that people feel like they're so isolated from the, the, like being equal from everybody else in certain categories is not just an American thing. It's a human thing. And the fact that we can't, you know, come together and actually realize how much we are alike as a species, uh, we're going to continue to run into these situations where we, we constantly demean and, 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 knock down other people that are different than us it's just going to continue to roll and roll until we start to realize that empathy i mean we've been taught it from a young age but we weren't really taught it we were taught it but we were also witnessing our parents and our friends and everybody do the opposite of it so it's kind of like do what we do not what we say type of thing we've had the golden rule in effect since we were toddlers doing to others what you would have doing to you but then you you know witness everybody else do complete opposite of that shit and so it's really tough, man. It's I, I think right now it's maybe less about, because people want to talk about America being the problem here. It's not America. It's not America. It is human. It is human error. It's human nature. It's human, like, it's just the way that it is. Like, we've been taught. It's in nature, every aspect of it. It's even in the, if you look at what animals do, they don't go and congregate with other animals. It's the same concept. But we've just got to be able to find a way to overcome that. Um, and, uh, and, and realize that, you know, we're, we're, we're more alike than, than people want to, like, it, and I say this and, and I don't know, maybe I'm going off on a tangent here, but like, I, I say this because I've seen, I've worked in public, in the public dealing with people in the public on a regular basis. I talk to people every day and people say the same stuff that, that like, no matter what culture you're a part of, whether you're black, white, um, Asian, it doesn't matter. Everybody says the exact same stuff like they and they think they're being unique but we're also alike that we feel like we're being unique but we're the same every one of us we have different tendencies but we are all in all very similar so i think we just need to be able to realize that overcome our differences and actually be open to hearing other people's sides of things that goes every way and that's something i just want to ice up you know i guess the world but also John Gruden for losing his job
5: black white um asian European, South American, purple, gold, green, Martian, not. Y'all look silly and crocs. That's it. Uh, Go ahead, Cody. Yeah. So, um, I'm telling you, y'all look silly and crocs.
6: So I'm, uh, I'm, uh, after the, uh, first slate of games last Sunday, uh, I saw that the team that we are going to play, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, they beat the Detroit Lions. And they have a brand new head, head coach named Dan Campbell. And the Minnesota Vikings came back at the very end to win the football game when it looked like the Lions had done enough to win. Right. And, uh, well, I don't know how else to say it, but Dan Campbell was... Not taking it very well.
2: When you uh, when you see your players give all that they have, oh my you know, God, it, it's tough. You know, you don't want that for them. So, um, but we'll be better for it, you know. And there again, credit Minnesota, but um, you know, we we made. one mistake that cost us you know and uh and so ultimately you know it uh we we didn't do enough to win but i was proud of them and i love the fight they have in them and i love the
6: grit hey bro it's week five maybe chill out just a little man you didn't lose the nfc championship game like, look, I'm not one of those assholes that shames men for crying. I'm like, hey, man, let yeah, it you out. Are, let, obviously let it out if you need to. But it's like, dude, okay, you man, haven't won tough. at all this year, and you're you're up at the podium crying. Like, man, I I know you're an emotional dude, but it's like <laughs> this this just makes you look overly emotional bro. bro i don't know how else he, to tell you man you
4: and i are on opposite sides of this coin cody i think oh, you this, loved
6: it oh dude. no you love this dude
4: bro, bro He's listen
5: endearing himself to lo, uh,
4: listen if you're a player and you see this guy out here literally bleeding his heart out because he he is like he hates to see you get like like if you look at how heartbreaking the losses have been for the detroit lions like think about this it's not just this game Look at their entire season, Cody. That's was a lot, though. It's pretty heavy.
6: Well, dude, it, but you're still, you're crying over a football game part- that you could have won, but you still lost. Dude, it's on him. That's a bad coach football team. And he's out there crying. He's not the a, head bad, head. a bad coach. Everybody loves team, Cody. him
5: right now, man. His dude, stock is
6: rising. Like look so hard at this dude. Look man. at his
4: schedule and tell me how close those games are, and tell me that that's a bad coach football team. Like yes, they the Detroit Lions and they could go it win. was kind of
5: wild to see such a big, strong person crying in a place that you don't expect them to be crying. <laughs> like it'd be five. like it'd be like if Arnold Schwarzenegger was crying at the end of Predator.
6: Dude, he's like six five, two hundred and sixty <laughs> pounds. Oh uh, no, maybe he's in a dude. But I, I, I don't turn, know, Maybe bro. maybe this he's is, in is in just ten. me, but it didn't really like come off very genuine. And I know you yeah, might be thinking, come off genuine. You know genuine. why? Because if you hear this other guy's press conferences, like, he's always trying to say Light something kneecaps, that starts trying
5: to be tough, man. Yeah, he like, he's... A, dude, this they, guy, He I, bit I, a kneecap off and still lost. He wants to
6: be on TV, man. He wants to be on TV. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm actually I, with a him. I like
5: him. Thing. No, I like yeah, him. I, I, I'm, like like I said, uh, I'm on the
4: opposite uh, end of this, but, yeah. What's you can be on He kind
5: of reminds me of... Who was the wrestler that became the governor? He was also in oh, the predator. Uh, yeah, uh,
6: Jesse, he reminds uh, me of him, Jesse Ventura.
5: Yeah, he reminds me of yeah him. Jesse. The bad guy. Like like, all right, all
6: right, we got to get out of here.
5: So late, I can't believe. How uh, is your every, mom up I, right now? I know because she's like me. She's a night owl. She don't like go to bed. But
6: tell them where they can find us, Tony.
5: Um, C three Panthers podcast Tuesday nights nine p.m uh going to the end obviously i blame this on my wife this whole the reason that this uh, this uh podcast has gone so late tonight because she was like how long is this show gonna be tonight and i was like i don't like to say the the answer to that
3: (laughs) because she's like what you guys
5: got a lot to talk about i was like if i say no then we'll be up here all night and that's exactly what happens we didn't have Enough to talk about and we still here till 12 45 is ridiculous. Longest show of the season with nothing to talk about. Um Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Wednesday night beat check, Wednesday night debate my take, Friday night, Friday, free for all. In between all of that, homeboys drop the best joint, the Madden simulations, where y'all are getting jobs. Like y'all are gonna be like the Monday night crew. By the end, how they need to. Um, I'm accepting can,
6: it if they come calling.
5: You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. calling to the show at 252-228-5098. Please smash the thumbs up button. Tell one person about the show. That's all you gotta do. Pass it on to one person. Um it's a big it means a lot to us. Um, that's how we grow, man. I'm telling you this. Somebody came up to me today. They said, uh, I saw you with a Panthers hat and your shirt on a few weeks ago and i came up and i was like oh you're a panther i was like yeah this is my website too and then he subscribed to the show he's been listening since same travis so thank you for your support like one person one time one download one like helps a lot cody lashney how can they find you
6: yeah you can find me at cody lax c-o-d-y-l-a-c on twitter you can find all my written content on drafttech.com, where I am the Panthers analyst for the Carolina Panthers. I write first and second round comments. Uh, and then, yeah, every Friday at 7 p.m., Friday free for all, you can join the show yourself. I post the link for people to be able to come in the show, and you can tell me whatever you think. Uh, we can have a back and forth discussion, dialogue about the Carolina Panthers, about the NFL. It's the Friday free-for-all, baby. Every Friday at 7 p.m., that's your show. Come hang out with your boy.
5: Debate your mom does have legs, Joanne. That has some legs to it. Like, that would get some views, and it would just make me furious. (laughs) I would be the maddest (laughs) I've ever
4: been mad is debate my mother. Uh, CK, how can they find your work? You can find me on uh, most social media platforms and streaming platforms, including YouTube uh twitch uh, facebook gaming uh you can find me on instagram tiktok all of those code allen code Dizzle underscore allen whatever iteration i use for them um if you guys want to check me out i stream most mornings monday tuesday wednesday morning um from 9 30 to 11 30 um and then uh on uh mondays and wednesday evenings and friday nights um so um now keep an eye out wednesday or thursday night for the next week's uh for the uh, vikings madden simulation We'll drop that, um, and that'll be uh, that. We've been doing the premiere web what, what time Around eight nine o'clock, Cody. Uh,
6: yeah, around that time it's going to yeah. be around. Up, uh, we're trying to do it around eight eight thirty. Yeah.
4: so we do it right in the middle of the Thursday night football because, like, let's be honest. If you want to watch uh, us, or you want to watch Real Madden, or Real the the game that has nothing to do with the Panthers, that's entirely your choice. But uh, Jeez, it is wonderful. a fun time. So it's we we so do- good yeah telling
5: you, like, every time i listen to it i'm like this is so good folks and look the people in the chat room are shouting you out you do have a sultry sexy voice
4: <laughs> well i appreciate it i have a slight list and that's uh that gives me a little bit of confidence uh uh or uh, self-consciousness i guess um but uh you know cody and i we do a really good job cody's a fantastic color com- commentator he uh comes in with some really good takes and he's always on point there as well so um i got some things i need to work on with it i need to get better about my responses to cody from being absolutely absolutely Did you read
6: the comments too much i i, I read that comment well, too dude yeah, dude, yeah do, you're y'all doing are great, fantastic right? like, no I mean, no it's good. so many I people enjoy saying that. this it's like i yeah
5: they're like oh it's freaky good like i thought you were part of the game <laughs> i thought you were this it's wonderful all right yep. we got to get out of here um thanks for all your support and i want to give a big shout out to the two people in in this podcast with me cody lashney ck thank you guys you're the best you're my boys Of course. and uh just remember this is uh go to the game and cheer on third down uh and if we're on defense and if we're on offense be quiet that's it those are two rules we'll see you next uh oh the other rule We'll see you uh, um, uh, Tuesday nights. We'll see you tomorrow night. We'll see you every night. C3 Panthers podcast. We out of here, fools. Keep
8: pound. pounding. <laughs>